Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I'm the captain. We're the sports brew. And this, my friends, we're getting started a little earlier this week. This is a Wasted Wednesday. So we got some football to get to, some shenanigans to have, some tops to pop. And uh, we'll see where this evening takes us, gentlemen. But first and foremost, let's get them up in, in here. <laughs> here. Hold on. I was getting ready to say it's the Kelsey Swift method. <laughs> and then I was like, I can't do that out of the gate, can I? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm just surprised you didn't do it right out the gate. That's, that was impressive. <laughs> do we go Carl Lewis already? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Shana, thanks for bringing that one back. Uh, I appreciate the reminder on that. But anyway, yes, let's... Sir. Let's uh let's go ahead and get him in up in this piece, man. That's right, the one, the only, Shannon the Twitter Terminator, McGoffin. Oh, oh bro, well, with your, your Colts pulled off the upset, dude. I was shocked. Despite, I'm not gonna lie. Despite Gardner Minshew stepping out of the back of the end zone, man. Dude, I died. Come I, on, bro. <laughs> I I got nothing, man. What's the guy what's the guy, Orlovsky now? He's yeah, like good Dan to go. Orlovsky, yeah. Uh, didn't he briefly pay for, play for the Colts? I think everybody's played I believe for the Colts so, yeah. in like the last decade. Everybody, just, yeah. So. I would say Washington and the Colts have probably had the most quarterbacks over the last decade of just about anybody. We'd I have mean, to we'd have to look it up to be sure, years. but yeah, pretty tragic. Well, yeah, think about how many quarterbacks <laughs> that Cleveland's had start for them as well. <laughs> a ton, a ton. Oh my God, bag of disaster that lot. Seriously, my gosh! But no, kudos to the Colts, man. I did not expect them to uh, to pull that off. And, and Matt, what did Matt Gay have like four field goals over fifty yards or something? Yeah, he had three at fifty three, one at fifty four, and then like a, a chip shot thirty one yarder. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, look, look. I know the Ravens have a little bit of a, a grievance with that non called PI on Zay Flowers on that fourth and three. Yeah. I mean they do. But I you mean, can't let the Colts beat you at home, man. It's a home come game. Come on now. Come on, dude. Uh oh. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> can't let the Colts beat you at home. And and Justin Tucker missed a sixty one yard field. I mean you kind of felt like that was pretty darn when, close. When so. he when he hit that kick, I'm like, oh that's good. That's done. And just yeah. bloop, just just a wee bit outside. It's just, yeah, not enough. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, th- those shouldn't even count against his percentage at this point because they have him kick all these crazy 60-yarders, and it's, like, so close. And I'm almost wondering if his percentage is just going to go down to where it shouldn't be. Well, I mean, he's, I no, he's had an incredible career. I mean, he'll be all right. <laughs> but you could tell he was like, how did I miss that? Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Just a wee bit short. It's just a yeah. Just a wee and bit Randy. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Seriously. 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 What are you gonna do? You're not bro? gonna say that's what she said. It's too soon. Too soon, dude. Too soon. Well, that's probably what also, she said. Also, yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. So the Col- uh, Col- Shannon getting frisky already. Yeah, yeah look getting out, man. frisky already. Ooh. So, I've, normally I play a different song for Randy, but I think uh, he's enjoying the 49ers just like rolling people. So, much like corn, 
He got the life at the moment, right? Oh, giggity! What's up, bro? Eh, not a whole lot. Uh, I mean, Syracuse is undefeated. The 49ers are undefeated. I'm having a good football season so far. Syracuse won't stay that way. No, especially since I think Syracuse plays Clemson this weekend. So, yeah. I'm yes, not they do. Forward. I'm not looking forward to that one. <sighs> Salty Clemson, dude. Salty Clemson. Come on, man. I like Syracuse to cover that six and a half, bro. Look Just at, saying. Look at that. It's at, it's I mean, if, if, if Schrader keeps playing the way he's playing, it should be a really competitive game. Uh, now, what's really funny is because of obviously, as we all know, the whole thing with Taylor Swift and Kelsey. What? That, you know, there, there's a thing not. with Taylor Swift so, and, and so Travis Kelsey? What are you talking Penny, about? Penny decided that she had to listen to the Kelsey Brothers podcast. Oh, man. And she's just sitting there going, well, I really just wanted to listen to uh, to find out what they were talking about Taylor Swift. However, I'm learning all these things about football. And she's like, wow, they're actually pretty funny. They they swear a lot, too. Not that it's a bad thing, but you know, because she's like, can you guess what podcast I'm listening to? I was like, listening to the sports crew. She's like, I would never listen to you guys sports crew. All the <laughs> shit you probably talk about us. I'm like, we don't talk shit about you. Wow. That would be, no. That's harsh. I Will, know, you're right? my boy. Yeah. Thank you, sir. She thinks we're, she thinks we're all like trashing our women, and she, it's like, no, mm, uh, no, no. That would <laughs> you, be that, that just be. made me think of a country song from back in the day. I like my women a little on the trashy side. I I don't know if you even got that one, Captain. I, I, I don't crap. I don't know that I'm familiar with that. We might have to look it up. But uh, Randy, that's like absolutely 100 percent the danger zone. Yeah. I know, right? It can't be. No, we don't do that. Now we might no. make fun of some dumb stuff for sure. You said some really stupid shit, but uh, yes. Now they the may Chala. not. Our we wives, don't do that here. No, no. Our wives may not want to listen to this podcast because we're morons, but it's certainly not because we trash them. That is True terrible. Story. Yeah, facts. They, I mean, they put up with their stupidity twenty four seven. They don't need to listen to more no, of it. Yeah, they. That's they, why we've been married double digit years. Yes. True. Very true. We, we've mm. all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have. Good for us. Maybe not so good for them, but good for us. <laughs> <laughs> Again, true story. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Uh, you know, hey. Big facts. How you this. I, understood the assignment. I did. And mm -hmm. th I don't know that our wives understood the assignment of putting up with our dumbasses for all these years, <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Anywho. Well, well and I'm glad that you, hopefully you enjoyed your birthday weekend, even though your basement flooded on your ass. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it rained a ton. It did. It, it rained, really it, did. It, Ophelia it, was being a cunt. Yes, I would say. <laughs> I would say. A uh, couple of things, and we, talk, we talked about the 49ers Giants game uh, last week, so we don't need to spend a lot of time with it, but there was one fun fact that I wanted to bring up to you, or maybe two, but anyway. Uh, by the way, <laughs> this is not so fun. If Mark was here, I would... I would so gleefully say this, but he's not. So much like the Giants, he's falls short, but that's okay. Um, the Giants are one and two or worse through th uh, three games for the ninth time in the last 11 seasons. Good Lord. Barf party. Missed the playoffs each time, by the way. Uh, 49ers, second time starting three and over the last 25 seasons. Last time, of course, they went to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but they went to the Super Bowl. But a couple of numbers that I thought were super interesting. They have five straight wins in primetime games. It's the longest active streak in the NFL, otherwise known as the anti-Kirk Cousins. Just letting you know that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Facts. Yes. Also, McCaffrey tied Jerry Rice's record with a touchdown in this 12th straight game. 
The longest streak, however, is 15 consecutive games with a touchdown. This has been accomplished twice. I'm going to give you a hint. It's been done by two running backs. LaDainian Tomlinson? No. It's a great guess, but no. Wow. Emmett, Emmett Smith? No. Also a great guess. Marshall Falk? Nope. I'm going to give you the decades. One in the 70s, one in the 80s. Franco Harris? No. All Roger, excellent, all excellent R- guesses. Roger Craig? No. Damn. Man. 80s. Uh, Marcus Gosh. Allen? No. Oh. One Damn, in the 70s, one. one in the 80s. John Riggins, John Riggins. That's the one. I didn't, oh, that's the one. I, that's the Randy one coming through. That's the one I didn't think y'all would get. In the set, so we got the seventies. I mean, one in the seventies, bro. Oh, what do you like who, to have? What do you like? Who to are have, we forgetting? What do you like to have with breakfast? Get some vitamin C. Oh, OJ Simpson. There you man. go. There you go. The okay. juice is loose. The juice. The juice was loose. Fifteen consecutive touchdowns. So that's a hell of, I mean, we'll see if he gets there, right? But the opportunity clearly is in front of him. Well, I mean, you get so, Arizona next, so you should be getting lucky number 13. Well, you know, they, they took, uh, I still can't believe they took Dallas out to the. To the well, legit, that's what happens dude. when you get so comfortable thinking you're going to whoop someone's ass and then you just yeah. don't forget to, and you just forget what, to show wasn't up. Wasn't it a cowboy years ago that said something about sniffing their own butts or sniffing their own balls or something with, with like press clippings? Uh, something goofy, man. Uh, I will say, I think it's funny that the Cowboys, there was this headline that said the Cowboys are concerned the Patriots know their hand signals after signing Ezekiel Elliott. Bro, if y'all haven't changed your hand signals since last year, that's on you, dude. That's a you problem. That's a you problem, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Does, Come on, Mike McCarthy. Let's Come. be honest here. Does Belichick really need to know hand signals? No. The way he plans out a game against teams and takes away strengths, it doesn't matter what type of – defense he has his defenses are usually very well coached yeah. and very well prepared yeah. it's mean, just their offense is hit or miss yeah their offense is a work in progress the defense will keep them in games so uh um, as we've seen against miami, you know, miami yeah. and yeah and the, you and know i mean here's the thing like I, i'm friends with a couple of patriots fans and obviously one of our listeners lindy's a big is a big pats fan as well but you know i mean they've lost some games but they lost to the eagles and they lost to the dolphins those aren't bad you know, in the grand scheme of things, those aren't like one score games. Yeah. They're not like score games. And those are at this point, quality losses. Yeah, I mean, that's a weird way to put it. That's, I mean, that's a strange way to put it, but yeah, I mean, they didn't lose to some, you know, they didn't lose to the Cardinals. No. Or the jets or, or the Texans. Hi, hi, Jacksonville. How? Please give me that one. Seriously. That's survival pool shit right there. Dedicated, dedicated to the Jacksonville. What you were? Nope, not that's no, not not that, not that one. Dedicated to the Jacksonville Jaguars. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? You know, by (laughs) twenty. They you give up an 85-yard kickoff to some fat boy. 255-pound fullback, I think. Yep, there's a fullback. Yeah, there's a yeah. fucking fullback. And he, and you give and up the kickoff return? And he muffed it. Are you kidding? 
Incredible. Hey, props to the fullback. I mean, that he's borderline yeah. fat man touchdown on that. Yeah, no. I mean, it. I, no, that was seriously fun. props though. But come on, man. Andrew Beck. By the what way, what are you doing, Jacksonville special teams? I thought you were coached by an adult and not Urban Meyer anymore. Andrew Beck, <laughs> Bourbon Meyer, he makes a comeback. Oh, uh, Bourbon Meyer. Andrew Beck, by the way, at 255 pounds, fullback, he became that. This is a crazy stat to me. He became the heaviest player in NFL history to return a kickoff for a touchdown. Y'all remember the year that Dan Klecko almost returned one again? It was the Patriots versus the Packers. Uh-uh. It was on like a Sunday night game, and they squibbed one to Dan Klecko. And he's probably about 280, 290. And he, I think he got to about the four yard line. Oh, so close. But yeah, he was a, I think, I think he was on the Patriots. And the Packers special teams was just a, a mess that year. Bro. And, yeah, it was it was it was it was tough sledding for the special teams. <laughs> Side note, and I would not have guessed this. First of all, kudos to CJ Stroud. Yeah, and again Kids early, and yeah, we me- we mentioned this briefly last week, but he's looking like he's got some upside there, and they're not uh, you know debacling him like you know Chicago is to Justin Fields, but Jacksonville has not beaten Houston in. Jacksonville at home in their stadium, right? They're the home team. They haven't beaten Houston in their house since 2017. Come on. What kind of crap is that? How? (laughs) How? That is absolute. What was that thing the other week? The the monkey fucking the football? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, God bless. That is some garbage. And what do we do? We end up looking like a monkey fucking a football out there. How did that what not- are we that's doing? That's, that's <laughs> not supposed to happen when at home. <laughs> no. To Houston. <laughs> I mean, to but, Houston. I mean, props to D'Amico Ryan's getting that team ready. Yes. I mean, yeah, he deserved. Oh, dude, he, that was he, such a good hire. He deserved such a good hire. Yeah, he it deserved, really was. He deserved that game ball after that game. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, man. There, there is. I, I, you know, and the funny thing, Justin, is I, I looked at that game for about a number of times, going, should I change it? Should I change it? Should I change it? And I'm like, that's like that one thing. Like you want to change, you don't want to give up like a good pick, like San Francisco, but sometimes you just have to take the obvious pick, and you don't. And you should have, huh? Yep. Yeah, well, Jacksonville has a long history of screwing me, so I I, I tend to stay away from them for mm, as long yeah. as I possibly can. <laughs> it doesn't always Dick. work, right? Doesn't always work, uh, but I I I've dil- diligently tried to avoid them. <clears throat> I, I I feel like I have a twenty five year history of Jacksonville screwing me, so <laughs> it may not may not actually be that, <laughs> but that's that's what it feels like to me. So. Mm-mm. I want to stay away from them. Yeah. So yeah, that's okay. Uh, who? Did that, oh, they're in London this week, aren't they? I think so. With it, yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta. yeah. Hey, look, they have a home game. Yay! Good for y'all. God, we sent that garbage overseas. Good. Well, you know they're gonna drink a lot of beer. They'll be okay. Well, and yeah. London loves Jacksonville, regardless of how good or bad they really are. That doesn't even make any sense to me. But whatever. <laughs> good, good for them. Whatevs. Whatevs. All right, so look, we had two games with all sorts of scoring this week, right? The Dolphins and the Chiefs. 
The Dolphins bro. clearly, bro, scoring all over the place on the field. And Travis Kelsey, baby, looking like he was scoring off the field. Just saying. <laughs> I don't uh, know. You're not wrong. I don't know which point explosion you'd prefer, but <laughs> hell of a job. Hell of a job. I, um, I'm just saying the lucky seven for 69 and a score. Bro. I mean, come on, bro. Gronk approves. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's that when I that, that stat line cracked me up. I saw that I'm like, oh my god, that's gonna be a meme. And of course it did. And the being a meme, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And I know, like, at, I kind of chuckle, man. Like, you you obviously know that you you always have this chunk of the population that always just hates on like all kinds of stuff. And so there's all kinds of people hating on it. And now look, we've had some fun. I like, you know, pop music. I have a good, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll switch around. I'll be listening to like some kind of random metal or whatever. And then I'll enjoy like cheesy pop music. So I like Taylor Swift. And obviously I have a seven year old daughter. So guess what I hear? Taylor Swift, right? It's like me. Same. Making, it's like me <laughs> making fun of Frozen back in the day. And then I had to watch it a thousand times. You know, those things happen. So, you know, I, I don't have any grievances. I wouldn't go spending two grand to go see her in a concert. I'm not doing nope. that. But she's got some good music, right? And it's a fascinating story. I don't know where it's going to go. A lot of people have been like, well, you know, maybe they're just messing with people. Maybe. Whatever. If they have a good time and they go out and what, have fun with it. The fascination with it is part of my fascination, right? I mean, I, I just find it interesting. And the reality is Travis Kelsey already has kind of a fun media persona anyway. And you mix in just this stick of dynamite when it comes to media coverage and Taylor Swift, and oh, by the way, she's allegedly, reportedly going to the uh, the Chiefs-Jets game. At least there'll be something for people to do. Breaking right? news. <clears throat> Breaking news. Uh, so that that's kind of neat. But, I, I mean, the story to me is fascinating. And I, I don't know why so many people are so bitter about it uh, and complaining, like, on threads on Facebook or the score. People just bitching and bitching and bitching in the comment section. And it's like, dude, just have a little fun with it. You know what I mean? Like, a little too much butter. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a great day. Calm down, y'all. It's not that serious. <laughs> it's not that serious. Just Why have, so serious? Yeah, just, just have a little fun with it. Have a little fun with it. And I also wanted to say, you know, I, I thought Woodfield was going to show up tonight, but, you know, I actually saw a clip of him. I didn't realize he went to that Jets game. When they showed him, when, oh, they, when no. they panned to him up in the stands, <laughs> when they panned up to him in the stands, yelling so hard his teeth fell out, his dentures popped out of there. Oh I was god! Like, I was like, son of a bitch. But I'm glad. Come on, man. <laughs> oh man! Oh boy! And the Rockets, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that, Justin. Oh, my God. I can't believe they got the fail horn up in there blowing his chiclets out of his face. That was phenomenal. <laughs> I knew he was upset. I didn't know he was that upset. By the way, I, I know how uh, Joe Namath feels about uh, Zach Wilson. Fuck him. <laughs> no, tr trust me, and not just him. It's like everybody in the NFL is probably like, fuck him, unless you're playing against him. And oh it's like, please. God play so we can just whoop your ass oh that dude that that guy in the stands i can't imagine being the person that got immortalized 
right? I have no teeth. By, by yelling so, so hard, being so pissed about Zach Wilson that they about spit their dentures out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Or their lower partial out, or whatever the hell it was. I mean, good catch, good catch, <laughs> keeping them in there. But my god, that was funny. Oh, oh goodness. Anyway, sorry, Matt. <laughs> No, you're not. Are you? No, you're right. I'm not. Are you? No, I'm not. But we'll 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 uh, we'll we'll chip in and get you some uh, fixident or whatever or polydent for Christmas. Get you a stocking stuffer. Mm. Only stocking he'll be stuffing anyway. So might as well get that Damn. stuff fixed in there. Well, All I right. mean, Halloween's coming up. We could just get one of those like fake vampire teeth things. <laughs> Probably a lot cheaper. Might be. <laughs> as long as he can eat chicken, he'll be happy with him. Mm. True story. True, True freaking story. <laughs> chicken. It's a good time. All right, so back to this Dolphins-Broncos game. Number one, I mean, kudos to Dolphins, man. They they, they lit Denver on fucking fire, dude. Absolutely just crushed them. Uh, yeah, they started out with a bang. Uh, two was stroking off that 54-yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill. That no-look shovel pass from Tua... And I thought his name was A-Chain, but then I thought I saw him floating around like there was some story where he said it's A-Chan. But I got to tell you, A-Chain sounds way better, right? I like A-Chain. A-Chain sounds fantastic. A-Chain sounds like a character on The Boys. You know what? You're exactly. not wrong. Right. I, By I, the way, Justin, uh-huh. you said this game started out with a bang, so I think you owe us some Ariana Grande. Oh. Well, I was saving this for, you know... Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, but apparently. And maybe I mean, those haters of uh, Kelsey Swift can shake it off. Sorry. To, right. <laughs> say, there's nothing saying you couldn't play it later again, but you know, that's. No, that's, that's true. I mean, I, I have no problem repeating it. No problem. But I mean, as far as the game goes, I mean, you have to, when you look at both teams, it's like, what is more telling? Is it is it more of a what Miami did, or is it really just telling of just right now how poorly coached Denver really is? I think there's a couple there, there's layers to that. Okay, but if you're a Broncos fan, at least last year you had a decent defense, right? I mean, their defense this year. What was that? Com- was it Peyton Manning in that commercial years ago? Your, your defense, de- your is, defense offensive. is offensive. Uh, they let Washington come back on them. And they almost snatched victory from the jaws of defeat with, you know, lucky Hail Mary bounce. But whatever. It didn't happen because it couldn't convert to two-point conversion. But Denver has issues, right? Denver clearly has problems. You know, you can make an argument that Russell Wilson is playing better. You can talk about offensive efficiency. You know, look, Cortland's uh, Sutton fumbled a couple of times. They set the Dolphins up with short, short fields a couple of times. Now, granted, the Dolphins, I think, had three touchdowns over 50 yards. So... You know, them giving them a short field was just you know, easy, pe- easy peasy. No, D- Denver's a Denver's a disaster. Denver's a disaster, and Miami is is just in fuego. They have so much team speed with with Hill with Mostert. I mean, it, it's just too much. And you know, watching them, and I know some people will say, "Well, it's just some window dressing on some basic plays." That's fine if your win- if your window dressing on basic plays blows people up like that. Then you keep doing it, but that no look pass, that no look shovel pass from two to eight to a chain 
was and you could hear the crowd go ooh i mean that that mm-hmm. play was ridiculous dude that play was absolutely 100% filthy and Tua so, in the first half was 16 to 16 206 yards two touchdowns i mean he, he played a perfect that's pretty half. good cotton yeah yeah and for all the people you know griping about whatever i mean mike white was in there in the fourth quarter Throwing <laughs> bombs, you know what I mean. And <laughs> AJ, freaking AJ took a handoff and ran that back for a touchdown. I mean, uh, you know, a chain. I I, I want to stick with a chain. I, I know he said that I saw the story with a chan, but I really like a chain way better. Uh, mar- far more marketable, man. Get with it, dude. Um, look, if 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 Theisman rhymes with Heisman, man, you can go with a chain, dude. A chain and Moster, by the way, only teammates in NFL history to have 140 scrimmage yards and four touchdowns apiece. Or at least 140 scrimmage yards. Absolutely filthy. 70 to 20 is just disgusting. They had fortuitous bounces. They had that batted ball, you know, with the line and the lineman. It's just like it's like it stuck to his hand. I mean, th- there was just all kinds of stuff. But 10 touchdowns, 726 yards of offense, the second most yards in NFL history, and they absolutely could have scored more if they felt like it. Uh, most points scored in an NFL game since 1966. I mean, you can just go through all kinds of random stats, and God bless anybody that if you were Dolphins heavy in your daily fantasy or on your actual team, you did pretty well. <laughs> you did quite By the way, well. man. Yes, I did. You know if Sean Payton had been coaching the Dolphins that day he and kicked all field that, goal. you know that mofo is like, F them kids, I'm going for this record. Uh, yes. Now, didn't didn't Sean Payton stick sixty or something on the Colts the yeah, year that Peyton Manning uh, he, was out? He did. He did something. Uh, he he was like f them kids, dude, yeah. and went for it. And I can't believe Miami. Like, dude, you're right there. Fuck them, man. Just do it. Wow. Like I hear you. I I, I guess the had they broken loose on the ground again, I think that would have been more satisfying. You know, I mean, taking a like a garbagey, garbage time field goal to end just attack points. They didn't need to do it. I would say it wouldn't have bothered me had they done it. No, you know what I mean. Like that's done. You know, by the time by the time you're you're doing what they did, I mean, uh, there were clips where it showed like half the Broncos defenders on the ground. <laughs> like they just embarrassed them. Just embarrassed them. Like they're they're paid. Like, sorry, like yeah. this is not college. This is not no. high school, man. No. These are paid no. players. And if if you got a chance for history, if, if you didn't have enough pride to stop them when they had 50 on you, <laughs> that's your problem. Yeah. Just, you know, when you're that close, like you're three, two, two, three points away, you're nine yards away. I'm going to play action that to somebody and just give you the old middle finger dude harsh so <laughs> the most by the way yeah justin yeah yeah 350 rushing 350 passing mm. over each that's some balance baby that's like uh madden back in the day or yeah. the ea sports ncaa football back in the day when you just run a long touch <laughs> running and then a long one passing. that's madden on rookie levels that's what that is yeah well that's uh-huh. that's whitfield playing on uh, defense right there <laughs> It's gonna say Matt would know. Yeah, he he would, <laughs> he would. So uh, look, most you know, we said the most points scored since '66. I mean, the the NFL record, obviously pre-merger, 
66 is when Washington scored 72 points against the Giants. It's 73, my bad. It was 73. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going like, it was the uh, Bears uh, dropped 73 ah, in like the right. NFL that's championship right. game against the Redskins in 1940. And it's funny that the Redskins dropped 72 on the Giants in 66. And then the Rams uh, stuck 70 on the Colts. How, how are all of our teams impacted here? Uh, it's crazy. Um, and the Rams stuck 70 on the, on the Colts back, I forget what year, 1950 or 51, I think. So, I mean, it, it's obviously historic, and Sean Payton got all kinds of salty in the postgame presser, getting getting crushed. But, I mean, he got completely taken to task and roasted all over Twitter or X or Facebook. I don't care what social media platform you're on. Sean Payton got 100% absolutely deservedly effing crushed, man. Effing crushed. And given all the dirt he tried to shove, uh, just shovel and dump on um, Hackett, you knew people were going to bring it back up. Side note, only one coach. a bitch. Only one coach. In, and it's not like Sean Payton's likable. Like, you might like him if he was your coach, right? But he's got that Parcells kind of asshole stuff to him. You know, and I like I like Bill Parcells, right? But he could be salty and a pain in the ass. And Sean Payton can be salty and a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? And that's okay. But sometimes you're going to have games like that, and you're going to have post-game moments like that. And that's the deal, dude. That's how it goes. But only one coach in Broncos history has started out worse than Sean Payton. Only one. And that's Vic Fangio, who lost his first four games as Denver's head coach in 2019. That record is within reach. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, if, we'll, see and we'll see if they can avoid Clearly, it. this is going to be your game of the week, Justin, at oh, your school. Yeah, no, 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 no. I uh, 100% stayed away from this one, though I did. I did uh, reference it in the email. I just said, you know what? You thought I would pick this as the game of the week? Uh, no, because you know I would be essentially throwing you guys into a football torture chamber. And I, I didn't want to do that, but I love the meme that was like, this game should be flexed to 3 a.m. on Wednesday night. <laughs> that. At 3 a.m. At yeah. 3 a.m. That was funny. That was absolutely hilarious. I thought that was uh, brilliant and phenomenal. But And man, it's actually a real request because yeah. as, as Peter Griffin would say, Justin. Man, you're, you're going on like deep dives with some of these here. Look at you. I don't even know I can find that. Oh, here you go. Oh my God! Who the hell cares? I, I got to tell you, uh, like one of the things that was really funny, we had a big group out at uh, a Mexican restaurant on Saturday. Well, a hurricane, tropical storm, who cares? And one of our friends is a, is a huge Bears fan, Espy, and so I was chit chatting with him, and and I was talking to him about Justin Fields and kind of his development and what's going on in Chicago, and he cracked me up because he's like, the conversation took kind of a a ruthless turn and it was like essentially stop trying to make him a passer just run him if that's what he's good at run him and some of it is a style issue and I think they're not leveraging his strengths and who knows if he's ever going to be you know a, a high level passer he may never be if he's not you have a window where you can compete with what he is right yeah. And if you got to go a la Cam Newton, you go a la Cam Newton. You're going to have a shorter career, right? But leverage what he does well. Roll him out. Run him. RPO. Do those things. Um, and he was basically like, run him. And, and, you know, if he's terrible, then the team's terrible. And if, if, if he can only, and I'm paraphrasing, but 
you know, use him for what he's good at. Run him into the ground if you have to. If he's if he's if it's four years, it's four years. If he's done after that, he's done. Gone. Bye. And it was just like, all right, that's kind of ruthless. But either you know, use him with what he's good at, and if he can't develop the rest of his game, then that's on him. And if he's got a short window, so be it. But what they're doing now is just a disaster. And some of that we've talked about. Some of that's on the coaching staff, the scheme, obviously the offensive line. But some of it is just it's also on Justin Fields, man. Because there are people that are open, and he is not. He's either not seeing them, or he's too slow to see them, or he's not wanting to throw it. Some combination thereof. But it is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Chicago is an absolute, absolute abject disaster. Barf party. Yeah, that that that's uh that's just bags of barf party BSC man. There's no doubt about that. They are awful. And, and like the whole like DC getting in. The D coordinator getting invaded by the FBI. It's like, what uh, the fuck is going? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see some legit confirmation about all. That. There's been lots of rumors about what's going on with that defensive coordinator. Either way, it's not a good look, and he did basically peace out, you know, for his family or mental health or whatever. Uh, that is a team. <clears throat> that is a team and an organization in clear disarray at the moment, and I don't know how you turn that around in season. He had, there was some kind of article where, where he was saying, hey, you know, maybe we can still make the playoffs. It's like, dude. <laughs> playoffs? Play, playoffs? Like, I, I get that out of your head, bro. Don't even worry about the playoffs, man. That is not that is, that is is not where your mind should be, right? Your mind should be, how how do we get this offense working? How, how can I be a better quarterback? How can I actually complete some passes? You know, if Fields isn't careful, he's going to be, you know, sending letters a la Kaepernick begging teams to take him. <laughs> he's not going to be long in the NFL, not for long. Are we not getting Jim Mora? Oh, you wanted Jim Mora? I mean, come on, man. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. What you want? All right, let me see if I can find Jim Mora for you. I haven't, we haven't uh, broken that one out in a while. But, mm-hmm. uh, oh, there's a Jim Mora medley. That's not what I want. <laughs> I just want Jim Mora playoffs. Where's just that one? What is this Jim Mora medley? What is that? We just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. That was a disgraceful performance. And I love that. We got. I mean, fun. that's that's on par. Yeah, that's on par for both Denver and Chicago. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> that's that on par. Yeah, that that is a hundred percent. I got it. We got to just find playoffs. How do I not have that one? There's Ric Flair. Hey, what up? Woo! <laughs> uh, also, uh, Miami to Denver. Tell me how my ass tastes. Yeah, there you go. Oh, here it is. This is for you. This is for you. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Look yeah. at the Dolphins getting revenge for the Heat from the finals. Aww. NBA finals. So nice. Uh, briefly speaking of the NBA, Dame. Oh, from Portland to Milwaukee. That's an interesting lineup they have in Bucksland. Uh, and I tell you what, very Giannis, interesting. I, I'm telling telling you what, Antetokounmpo, Giannis, bro, you, you were you were making some public statements, right? You can't say that organization didn't try to help you out. Ain't that, no excuses now, that, bro. That's an that's a very, very aggressive move. Cause they moved some good players. They moved some good players out of there to to bring Lillard in. So I don't know that that will work out, but I'm intrigued by what that lineup, uh, hopefully they stay healthy. I'm intrigued by what that team 
maybe. We'll see if they live up to it. There's plenty of times teams make moves that look great on paper and it just doesn't work out or, you know, people's bodies break down or whatever. They got bad injury luck. But uh, that <clears throat> if that squad is healthy, that's uh, that they're going to be a fun watch. They're going to be a fun watch. Is there anything? Is is there any part of that trade you don't like, Shannon? I mean, if you're Milwaukee, you had to make that trade. I'm not sure why Miami couldn't figure it out on their end. Mm -hmm. uh, you had the pieces to make that happen. Um. I, I, I give Milwaukee the credit. I, I'd been seeing Toronto was the leader at some point, and I'm like, that makes no sense to me. Why would he want to go to Toronto? But I, look, man, I want Dame to have a chance at a title. Um, and people were trying to knock him for, like, trying to leave, and I'm like, guys, he gave it 12 years. He tried for 12 years, and he's like, he sees the end of the road coming and he's like, I, I, you know, at some point you have to realize it's just not going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen for him in Portland and kudos to Milwaukee. Like go for it, dude. Seriously. You got Giannis add Dame and see if you can make it happen. Catch lightning in the bottle. Well, if nothing else, that should be a fun watch. I just, yeah. again, I hope they, you know, they stay healthy uh, I certainly don't advocate load management nonsense, but I'm sure they'll be smart with how they, uh, you, you know, you got a couple of, you got a little age in some spots in that roster, but that should be a fun watch. So I, I think most people, you know, unless you hate the Bucks, you, you kind of, I mean, like Giannis had a great backstory. You kind of root for him, right? It's kind of hard to hate the Bucks. I mean, it's Milwaukee, dude. That's true. <laughs> I mean, hey, like, look, beer and cheese. I mean, come on. Come on. How can you hate that? Like, right. I don't. So hopefully good, hopefully good. So I, I'm, I'm intrigued by the possibilities and I'm also kind of curious if there's any kind of follow-up trades with some of these players that got moved around. So we'll see if Milwaukee misses Grayson Allen. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> come on now. Come on. Come on, man. Championship DNA right there. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh my God. <laughs> Nathaniel might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL Hackett's first three games as a Broncos coach, two and one. Hmm. Sean Payton said his team is close. Close to what? The number one pick? Question mark. I like the one that uh, somebody tweeted said, uh, Sean Payton's going to go back to broadcasting by week six. <laughs> nah, he won't. Uh, he's, he's got, what, $18 million? What is he getting paid? $18 million a year? He'll be uh, there for 20. a while. 20? He'll be there for a while. Yeah, and he's got more power than Russell right now, so yeah. he may be bitching Russell by week six. Yeah, maybe. September 2022, uh, this was a tweet that came floating through the feed. Uh, Sean Payton basically went after Tua and said he's going to be benched for Teddy Bridgewater. September 2023, Tua goes 16-16, 206, two touchdowns, and 35 points and a half versus Sean Payton. So much for that, right? So much for that. I would imagine there was some personal, uh, as Dion would have said, you know, personal <laughs> with some of that, some of that score. Yeah. 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 By the way, kudos to the family of Dolphins fans who were taking tequila shots after every Dolphins touchdown that managed to all stay alive and not get alcohol poisoning. How the hell did that happen? Uh, I, I believe I read through the thread and they said that they, uh, the tequila shots got smaller and a little bit more celebratory <laughs> over the course of that game. 
That was great, though. That was that was one of those uh, viral threads. And the the uh, Twitter handle is Buck underscore Fuffalo. <laughs> Oh, wow. Buck Buffalo. <laughs> my family does a tequila that shot. That should be fun this weekend. Yeah, my family does a tequila shot for every Dolphins touchdown. Now, that's the game of the week. I, I took uh, Dolphins, Bills, and because the Cowboys sucked ass last week, I uh, threw a bone out, and I, I, I did Patriots-Cowboys. So, just to see if they could bounce back from that Cardinals defeat. But, uh, yeah. I mean, Bills-Dolphins, you got to. I don't know how many, like, Bills fans are going to end up in, like, construction hole pits or, you know, sewer drains or porta potties or what. I don't know how many tables are going to get smashed. I don't know. But uh, if you love football, you better be tuning in for Dolphins-Bills. Uh, I, yeah. I don't care how you got to watch it. Go to a bar, pirate it. I don't know. But find a way to watch that game, man. No kidding. <laughs> no, well, it's the true litmus test for for the Dolphins because when yeah. you look at the first three games, you know, offensively they've been they've been really playing really well. But mm-hmm. it was only the Patriots who really gave them any much of a, a challenge to to some degree. Now you're coming in Buffalo, kind of seemingly you would think might have righted the ship a little bit against the Commanders, maybe, maybe. maybe. We know that Josh, depending on which Josh Allen you get, determines exactly how well Buffalo plays nine times out of ten. Yeah, I, but I, they're a good defense, so this is something that you want to see. You want to see finally a top tier, solid defense going up against an offense like this, just to kind of get an idea of where is everything. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins put what twenty four on the board against the Patriots, so I mean, it's the Bills. We will see. If they can hold them in check or not. Um, and by the way, yeah. Miami had no Jalen Waddle and uh-uh. still put up a seventy burger. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Gotta I keep mean, that in mind, the, man. Like Tyreek was there. Yeah, the two running backs went off, but they, you had no Jalen Waddle on the other side. They got a they got a lot of speed, man, bro. They got a lot of speed, dude. They got uh, somebody. There was something like random graphic, and they had like. What five guys running twenty one mile an hour plus or something goofy? Um, I, but that's just that's a lot to contend with, and if they can keep Tua upright and clean, which is always a big if. I mean, you're talk, your offensive line has to hold up, and the big caveat, obviously, for Miami is if Tua stays healthy, you don't have a concussion problem. But has he? Has he? What has he been sacked like one time this year? I mean, they, yeah, it, it, they've they've done a pretty good job of keeping him clean, uh, making sure he doesn't take any unnecessary hits. Yeah, and, well, I believe it was the Buffalo game last year, which was the down, like the initial downfall of him mm-hmm. uh, getting injured. So uh, that'll also be interesting. That's true. I think the one thing that kind of interest is interesting to me is it's in Buffalo mm-hmm. it, 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 early in the season. So you know it's gonna be it should be a relatively mild in terms of temperature, but can you imagine if they'd actually later in the year put it in Buffalo when it's just an absolute mess because of the, the amount of snow and how cold it is? <laughs> that would I mean that's that's one of those games you you that now that's the type of game I would love to see just because it's two division opponents at the top of their game going at each other in against the elements. Of course, if they were in Miami, it'd probably be just the same. Just heat index oh, more well, or less yeah, when it's like humidity. 120 and muggy yeah uh, i mean that, that that's tough yeah we'll have that shift i mean you have that every year once it legit gets cold 
and you have some bad weather, you get some funk going on. And some teams are just better equipped to deal with it. Now, you know, the flip side is occasionally Josh Allen has like massive turnover party. So it's not always to your advantage. But yeah, I would say there's a strong opportunity or, you know, strong chance that some, somewhere over the course of the season, Miami's going to have to play a, a crap cold weather game. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see how it shakes out for them. But it's hard not to look at them. And you do have a, a smidge of recency bias. <clears throat> since they just shellacked Denver without Waddle, Shannon is correct. It's hard not to have a little bit of recency bias and go, oh my God, like how good, how good can they be? And yes, it's a week to week league. We understand that. But we're also going into week four, which means we have a decent sample size to look at teams and how far they've come since week one. Week one is the outlier. Generally speaking, you can throw that out. Um, but by the time we're through week four, Barring injuries, you have a pretty good sense for what a lot of teams are. You know, it doesn't mean they can't get better. It doesn't mean they can't get on a winning streak. It doesn't mean any of that. But you clearly have lines of demarcation and separation between like the tiers of teams, right? You just do. Mm-hmm. And Miami clearly has so far put themselves in that upper tier of teams. Now, we a lot of people bought into Dallas, frauds as they typically are. <clears throat> um, and maybe that's a bit of an outlier game. I did not realize, by the way, I want to say Dallas is one and seven in their last eight against the Cardinals. Yeah, they they they've struggled against the Cardinals. I, I had heard something similar to that. Stat, yeah, and, so. and that's a that's a really really oddball stat. But if you're a Dallas fan, and I know they had some starting offensive linemen out, I understand that. Okay, but too much. Too much buying your own hype, and losing yeah. losing Trayvon Diggs was terrible. I understand that, but the Cardinals ate their ass up on the ground. Yeah, they did. That's what the Cardinals did, man. I mean, Rondale Rondale Moore popped off for a forty three yard touchdown run, and you know the Cowboys were atrocious in the red zone. They moved the ball, mm-hmm. but they that this is another time where a team if they went for it on fourth and four in the third quarter they went for it on fourth and four inside the 10 instead of kicking Kick a field goal the field goal dude um, they always early. take the points an incomplete pass well <laughs> josh, uh, josh mcdaniels likes your theory there randy he um, does but that was a little too <laughs> late to do that i understand mm-hmm. that's either here or there yeah an incomplete pass to cd lamb and Look, I mean, the Cal- the Cowboys just fail-horned right out of there. I mean, Dak threw in a triple coverage on a third and goal. Cards picked it off. Dak was two of nine in the red zone. He was two of nine with a pick. That's terrible. That's terrible. And if you are a Dallas fan, you go, oh, like, what what's going on here? Right? And again, fine, they, they sniffed that, you know, they were sniffing themselves too much for their own media coverage and hype. I mean, people were knob slobbing over them for, you know, shellacking the Giants and the Jets. And they deserve credit for that because they, they handled business, right? But the Cardinals ran, they had 200, 222 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. And that's But one, it was the Giants and the Jets. I know. But that that's how you neutralize Micah Parsons. That's how uh-huh. you neutralize that D. You run all over them. Yep. So you can talk about the Cowboys' offensive line, but the offensive line's not out there trying to stop the run game, right? They're not playing defense, are they? No. No. So just ask Amari Cooper, because clearly the white Kirk Cousins strikes again. <clears throat> All right. Well, and remember, remember, uh, I was I sat there in the chat. I was like, 
I'm just waiting for a Dak Prescott interception to seal this deal. Yeah, and five like, minutes later, and there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Like, whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. It's just hey, gross. Uh, by the way, yeah. guys, I was just looking up the Dolphins' schedule. Uh, we were talking about cold weather games. Mm-hmm. And little tidbit, October 22nd, if they get past the Bills this weekend, at Philadelphia. Hey. Sunday night. Gonna be a fun game. That could be uh that could be feisty. November fifth at Kansas City. Oh. oh. Yeah, they have you know, they've got a tough schedule ahead of them. They got some solid teams to play still. Yeah. But I mean, really the only bad weather game they'll have is the New Year's Eve at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um you could count December third at the Commanders, but I, it'll just well, probably be cold and rainy. It won't yeah, be snowy. It, it doesn't. It, it's but, I mean, by that time, you're looking at, you know, jockeying for playoff position, divisions, divisional stuff. So teams are going to play a lot harder. So, so it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, that's at Eagles versus Patriots at Chiefs. That's a tough stretch. That is. That is. But, you know, clearly a capable team. I, you certainly want to see Chiefs-Dolphins. That sounds like a fun matchup. So mm-hmm. we're going to have, I mean, they're just, they're going to be some good games mixed in, man. They, and that's, look, let's be realistic. A team that's at that point that has legit Super Bowl aspirations, you need some of those tough games in season because you yeah. learn a lot about yourself, right? Your team, who you are, what you can do. Um, and Mike McDaniel, who is just odd in interviews, but it's clearly just, and I still can't believe he was a freaking ball boy in Denver. Why did they not interview that guy? Why did they not interview that guy? Like, why? I don't I mean, understand. He absorbed the elder Shanahan, and then he absorbed the, the next one. So that's why he is where he is at the moment. I mean, dude, you got to give that guy some credit. I mean, he's, now, you know he's definitely some interesting quirky. Stats for Tua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What through, you got? Through, through the first three games, oh, 72 yeah. of 101. Uh-huh. With eight touchdowns and two picks yep. through the first three games. Guess what he did last year through the first three games? The exact same stat line. Yep. Which is two, really? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He has the exact same stat line, which oh, is what, what a statistical anomaly, right? It's just wild. And, and then he got hurt. <laughs> and then he got hurt. So Against Buffalo. Uh, against Buffalo. So, you know, Miami knows what they have to do, as, as does Tua. And... You know what's funny? I don't. I don't know if you guys have have ever followed any. I think it's Rich Eisen that does it, uh, but they have this this bit or this segment. And they call it Salty Tua, and so they'll take uh, like chunks of his post game pressers and they just play. And it, it's really funny. And that that guy has some. You know, he'll throw he'll throw a little he'll twist a knife in the wound on some stuff. But uh, yeah, Salty Tua. You should look up some of the. You should look up some of the clips. Uh, it's an absolute hoot. <clears throat> so he clearly feels like he has, you know, something to prove. I think that whole team does, you know, and and they've got they've got the horses. I tell you, if you have a bad defensive day against Miami, and they have a good offensive day, you are in for it. You are absolutely in for it. That kind of speed. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But, well, and what we've seen, like with the first game against the Chargers. A team that has the exact say, you know, has a great offense just like they do. It comes down to who makes the fewest mistakes. And of course, you know, it's the Chargers going to charge her in that game. 
It, so we Literally. know. That, so we know that offenses can keep up with them as long as you have the firepower. And we know there's some like Kansas City is going to keep up with that offense. Philadelphia, once they're finally up and running and at full speed again, they'll they'll be able to, they should be able to keep up with that offense. Well, you know, it, you you have some style differences though, because Philly. I mean, I get what you're saying, but one of the things that Philly can do is they can just run on people. They can grind the hell out of you. Yes, so yeah. they they can they can clock you to death. You know what I mean? And it, and we'll see how their passing game ramps up over the course of the season. I mean, Hertz had some a couple of nice throws um, against the Bucks, but. One of the things that they just, it's almost like Philadelphia said, you know what, F it, we're going to run this damn ball more. And they have just pounded the crap out of people on the ground, man. Woo. Well, they've needed to because that offense just hasn't felt the same uh, as last year. Mm-hmm. Last year's off- Last year's team felt special. This year, because of, you know, attrition and losing players at key positions and things of that, getting younger at other positions, it's... Yeah. Like okay, we took a step back. Now we got to try to get everybody reacclimated and kind of get everything back on the same page as we were last year. Yeah, they're three and zero though. So you know, it, maybe they haven't won as as with as many style points, but they're still winning. One of only three teams. Yeah. Winning's winning, man. And look, you got look, you got two different teams, two different Kelseys, and two different Swifts going on. It's a hell of a time to be an NFL fan. Just saying. I mean, are we going to get a Kelsey Swift versus Kelsey Swift part dua are in the we? Super Bowl? Don't you? Sure <laughs> as hell hope not. That no. means if my 49ers didn't make it, you bastard. Oh, <laughs> we'd have salt. Forget salty Tua. We'd have salty Giles. We'd have salty Giggity over here. Yeah. Well, I, we'll get we'll get to see later in this year. Uh, as long what, as Brock uh, Purdy stays healthy, I think you're okay. No, they'll be in it. They'll, I, I agree. They'll, they'll be fine. I mean, I forget how many yards after catch they had the other week, but it was just grotesque. So D- Debo is just such a Debo monster. doing Debo things. Oh my god! <laughs> just get the ball in that guy's hands, man. It's just nuts. Um, all right, I tell you what, let's uh, let's clean some up since we we spent a lot of time talking about the Dolphins. If we've if we've mentioned the Chiefs, I will say it was nice. And I, look, the caveat is it's against the Bears, right? <laughs> and the Bears are terrible right now. Exhibition it, game. Yeah, but it felt like the Chiefs looked more like the Chiefs we expected. In this game, uh, their defense has obviously been playing better, and Mahomes looked sharp. You know, just nice moments. And I, I was cracking up. I know they had a couple of things where, um, and the, there were so many storylines again with Taylor Swift. And I think you know, some people got irritated because of the amount of media coverage that got. I hear y'all, but it, it it's the it's the media machine, man. It, they're gonna run with it, dude. Just you know. Have a beer. Just don't do tequila shots every time they pan to Taylor Swift. You'll be dead. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do, don't well, do that. What I thought was funny do is if it wasn't for like that late touchdown by the Bears, they would have had more mentions of Taylor Swift than the Bears that scored points. Yeah, that's that's so ridiculous. Uh, by the way, is it me or are the Bears still paying penance for firing Lovey Smith? He was ten. Yes. And, it was he was ten and six his last season. Ten and six. And now the Bears have lost a franchise record. That is a long-standing old franchise. 13-game losing streak. That is gross. Lovey was a good dude, man, and they should not have fired him. Unappreciated guy. Unappreciated was was Lovey Smith. First of all, he had a a great beard. 
Saw I, he had oh, the, dude, his beard was phenomenal. I forget where was he coaching in college, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, and he he looked like he was like you know I know they had bad Santa, but he totally looked like black Santa. And he had that big fluffy white beard. <laughs> Lovey Smith looked. He awesome, rocked dude. it though. He did. It looked great. He I, yeah, it was fantastic. Are but, you kidding me? Yeah, they, they hope. But I mean, that's a they that's a story like a lot of coaches when you think about looking through NFL history. It's like. Oh yeah, we're in the playoffs, or yeah, we have a winning record. But you, did you win the Super Bowl? No. Peace. Marty Schottenheimer is another example of oh, a guy who God, was a great Dan's... coach. Mm. Well, and, it, it, even before know. Dan Snyder, they, 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 I would say there's a, a much more compelling argument that he should have had. Um, he should have had another year with San Diego. I mean, I. You know, North Turner did North Turner things, but if if you didn't think Marty Schottenheimer could get you over the hump, how the hell did you think North Turner was? <laughs> like, right? Like, no, that's the shift you made. Come on, man. Uh, I mean, it's but, like and rest in peace, Marty Schottenheimer. Rest in seriously, peace, seriously. Like, what was it? He started zero and five in Washington in one year or something with Washington. They started zero and five and went five and zero with Tony F and Banks as his quarterback. Come on, Are you man. kidding me? Yeah, bro. Yeah, all the coaching job. And um, yeah, you know that that year with San Diego. I mean, you just you just it was tough because that was a Patriots team that Belichick. You, you made a couple of mistakes, and the Patriots team was just too smart for you. And I, I just I can't believe they got rid of him after that. No, it's it's obviously in hindsight, and you know. It, it didn't work out, but I think Schottenheimer got got hosed on that one. Oh, he uh, got and he yeah. got and he got hosed in D.C. You know, and Snyder hosed them too. He, you know, here's the thing: there's certain coaches that get they just get their teams to play hard. They they have a good sense of football team, football leadership, football guys, right? And uh, you're starting to see the Harbaugh, you know, rumors, which with, or I think it's just, it's speculation. People are hoping that maybe they can get Harbaugh to leave Michigan and, and coach Chicago, but. If you're Harbaugh, why do you want? Do you really want to do that? Why? Why? No. You're winning. You're ranked every year. You're getting a great recruiting class every year. You know, you got a nice cushy job. You get your dad coaching on the sidelines again. I mean, you know, he's having a good time over there in Michigan. No, (laughs) no, no. I I just, I just don't think that it's, it's It's just not worth it. Like, like Dion is even like, and and. I know people were having some fun at Dion's expense this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like we we knew Oregon would win that game. Like they just got more athletes. They they've been able to they recruit got lines, longer. Dude. They they got lines. Yeah, <laughs> like when you can just send four and drop seven, you, you ain't gonna do squat, bro. You no. just ain't gonna do nothing. No, and but I mean four, Colorado by year three though, when he's actually had a chance to recruit his guys coming in, and all these other guys that he didn't recruit are gone. Yeah, that'll well, be a different program altogether. I, I mean, it's re- a different program regardless. Because rest it's assured, bro, rest like assured, you said, Randy, once he gets his guys next in, year, he'll be fine. He knows what he needs. He knows what that program needs. He does. They're gonna have much better depth and much better lines next year. Both both sides of the ball. Offensive line is gonna be bigger and beefier. <laughs> yeah, like it, you know, they're gonna have Mister Torg. You know, <laughs> explosions. And they're gonna have. I mean, they're gonna be. They're gonna be bigger and beefier, dude. Both sides of the ball, and we'll see how long both of his sons stay. I, that's it's a, it's a point. Obviously, a, a an intriguing question is how long Shador and 
you know, shallow stay there, but they don't need to leave to go to the NFL. No, I mean, they, they don't. don't. They'll, they'll get the NIL right. money. They're going to uh, make plenty of money. They're, they're, they're taking – dude, my man's already rolling in a Rolls Royce anyway. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady's like, spend more time in the freaking game room. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, well, the tape room yeah, or whatever. He did go Tom Brady mode, you know, the other week against Colorado State. I, he did not have a good Tom Brady mode against Oregon. Didn't, didn't work out so well. I mean, that was a whooping. Oregon dropped a whooping on them. And, and, um, and that's, you know – like we said, that was expected. They weren't yeah. going to beat Oregon. The, the, the depth. Well, I, 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 I think people were hoping that was they were going to be more competitive than they were. But that exposes, it really goes to show you just they're not ready to run with that level yet. Yeah. And you have skill position talent, but you got to have, you got to have the bigs, man. You, you need the big. Got to have the trenches. You got to have the trenches and rest assured Dion knows that, and rest assured that through the transfer portal, the recruiting class, they are going to have much better depth. They're going to have much better lines next year. It's mm. it's not this year, right? It's next year. It's year two and year three. So, Randy, you're right, but I think they're going to be significantly better. They're already significantly better. Who are you fooling? But right. next year, oh, yeah, buckle up, buttercup. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be some junk. So, but yeah, that that was rough. Oh man, that was rough. I forget what we were doing. Maybe we were we were heading to Mexico for dinner. I, I and I think we need to hit a, a break because I'm out of. We beer. do. I know. I, I but woof. I I like started watching that game. I was like, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. No, we can go. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I, I didn't think it was going to be that close, and boy, Oregon just just housed them. Yeah, that's no, a, a tough one. They, uh, yeah, yeah. the the st- The state of Colorado had a really, really rough weekend, for sure. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. Hey, Peter Griffin, how many points do they need to score? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing. Fuck out, man! <laughs> Many edibles were consumed that weekend. Yeah, they they needed what? they needed a lot of those. That's for sure. That was just injustice. In my opinion, that sucked. <laughs> yes. You should not drink and bake. Yeah, that's also true. So anyway, no, we can take a break. Yeah, no, that's fine. Because I finished my. Oh man, do I have a new mixed drink? Hmm. Living on the edge over there. That sounds like it's empty over there. I was going to say it did sound like it was empty. That's because it is empty. But, I, you know, 12, 12.30, do I make one more mixed beverage? Oh, that's a gutsy move because I have a beer. But you know what? Screw it. Screw <clears throat> it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's take a break. and ma- <laughs> make We'll do it beverage. live. We'll do it live. Let's <laughs> see if we have any kind of ra- wrap-up <laughs> thoughts here. Oh, Andy Reid won his 271st game, uh, moved him past uh, Hall of Fame coach Tom Landry in the fourth fourth place in the career list. Man, I tell you what, Andy Reid and, and Belichick, if they don't end up 1-2, you know, by the time this is done, it's it's going to be incredible. I certainly think Belichick's going to be – I mean, barring some kind of health debacle or something that really adversely affects these guys, and I know – Belichick's closer to the end than, than Reed is, but good lord, y'all! I mean that you you have to appreciate what those two men have accomplished. Oh, I know, I know. Belichick's gonna end up at one before before the end of his career. He, but 
Get yeah, Reed getting to two. That's that's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, look who his quarterback is. How many games is Andy? If if Andy Reed coaches, let's say eight more years, it's at least ten wins a season. I mean, you pencil him pencil him in for eighty more wins, right? That gets him into that mid three fifty range. That's very doable. You know, I, I mean, some of that depends on when Mahomes wants to hang him up and retire, but he still has a a bunch of time in front of him. Dude, he'll divorce Brittany at that by that point. He'll be like Brady who said, fuck it, I'll play as long as I want. Well, he'll be able to play as long as he wants. Again, barring health or something weird happening, I mean, I certainly would anticipate Mahomes playing until he's in, into his mid-late 30s. He may not go to 44, but... You know, in today's environment, it's, you know, again, unless you have weird health problems, you figure most quarterbacks are going to make it to 37, 38. And then after that, it's, do they still have their legs? Can will, can they still take the hit? Do they still have their arm? And if they've got those three things, they're still dangerous. So we'll kind of see. But you know what? I tell you, I just want to make a new beverage. Let's do that. We'll come back and we'll tie up some thoughts on Kelsey and the Bears, and that's fine. We'll just take a pause in the middle of that and come back to it. It's fine. So as as always, keywords are sports and brew, and I need more brew. You know, we what, all do. What's your brew telling you? I need a refill, is what it's telling me. So we're gonna go do that, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we'll raise a glass. We need to do a salute clock. Got some other games to get to, and uh, yeah, I have a special um, I have a special video from our night at Mexico. For you guys. That'll be good, I hope. <laughs> it might be funnier to me than it is in reality because you might need the video with it, but we'll see how that pans out. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. But for y'all, it'll just be like a three-second pause or a real-life Whitfield. It's fine. We'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Ruthless. <laughs> Teeth out, baby. There's laces out and teeths out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> seriously, Randy. Seriously. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a second. Woo! Woo that was cold, y'all. <laughs> wow. And, and hey, only you hey. get away with shit like that. <laughs> o- only me. Yeah, you. Only me. Well, you know. Hey, look. I believe. I believe we have a song about this. When you're staring at a demigod, what can I say? You're welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky. There you go. All right, we'll be back in a second. (laughs) Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And uh, in honor of, you know, Shannon's Colts stealing that game from the Ravens, we just had, you know, before we hit the record button, we had a whole bunch of Tim Allen drops. So, Shannon, go ahead and, and drop your reaction for that Colts win. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Nice. Uh it's so good. All right, look. Let's uh let's kick off segment two with a salute o'clock, man. Uh first and foremost, I want to thank Todd. Brought me some very, very tasty beers I had not had before. Mm. Uh dropped them off for me at uh Mexico. We we're having our birthday dinner Saturday night. Tropical storm be damned. It is the double dry hopped two X Pocahoptus IPA, and it is it is very good. Had not had that one. He got it. Uh, I believe he picked it up at Co2, 
and uh, brought it to dinner. So, uh, Todd, I, I appreciate that. It's very thoughtful, uh, very thoughtful of you. So, I'm um, enjoying one tonight. And normally, I don't do uh, two mixed drinks. I've learned to stay away from that, lest I really hammer poor Whitfield. I guess it's too late for that, though, isn't it? <laughs> I guess the next target is Mark. I don't know. Teeth out. Left hand up. Teeth out. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Damn. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I started off, and, and you, know, you, you guys knew I was low on my Jack Daniels, man. So yeah. I was like, well, I got to finish this other bottle off, and it's not enough for a drink. So I went ahead, and I keep a, uh, I have a, uh, I keep a separate bottle of Jack Daniels, and it's the bottle that we buried when Sarah and I got married. It's the bottle that we buried, and so I never let it run dry. So anytime we like at our anniversary, we'll we'll have a drink from it, and then I top it back off. So again, it, it never goes dry. But I was like, I know where I have some Jack Daniels. Let me go ahead and get a little bit of that one. So my man, mixed drink number one is wedding Jack Daniels and Mexico. And then mixed drink number two, and this might be dangerous, is Hundo Captain and Mexico. It's, it's not Rock Gardner. Oh, it's not Rock Gardner level, but it might get me into trouble. So Whitfield and Hundo Captain. Yeah, Damn. I, I apologize in advance if I uh you know, <laughs> I, I haven't had some Hundo Captain in a while. Dude, it's so good. The Hundo Captain always fools you because you're like, "Oh, that's not that strong," and then you're like, "Woo!" So a little bit dangerous. You're like, "Oh, yes, it is." <laughs> <laughs> so also, uh? also, I do want to say uh, one one of my favorite things I got, and Randy, this was uh, super, 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 super thoughtful of you, was the signed, you know, Torg picture. That was great. I love that. Um, so I really appreciate that. It was really thoughtful. And, uh, you know, I, lo- I love the Borderlands games and Torg is just a tremendous character. Uh, so that was, that's a, that's a really fine addition to my man cave of doom, which if I could ever actually put shelving up and unbox all the crap I have will be, uh, Sarah will you be wouldn't like, be able to fit in that room. No, Sarah will be like, what is all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is what was in all those boxes that you've been storing? What the fuck, man? (laughs) I I don't know about needing a bigger boat, but I'm going to need a bigger house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I got a lot of boxes. Especially when the ghost arrives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got the Razor Crest. I got the ghost. And I tell you, I'm going to be shocked if they don't do Ahsoka's ship, if that's not another HasLab down the road. Oh man, and yeah. I've seen like mm-hmm. they, that's that's an actual model that they use when mm-hmm. they when they film that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm yeah, I'm so excited for episode eight, but I'm so disappointed that we're already at episode eight. You know, same. It's it's one of those. It's bittersweet, man. But uh, I have so I have so enjoyed, and this is another thing, man. Like all the people fucking complaining about everything with it. It's like God, can y'all not enjoy anything? Like. I find the show fascinating and, you know, having watched Clone Wars, having watched <laughs> Rebels, you know, I thought episode seven was, was super interesting. I, I just, just people complain about everything, dude. Bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You just made me think of a bit from Chris Rock, Never Scared, which mm-hmm. was, I think, 03, circa 03, 04. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about women and like how they always complain about something. Uh-huh. And he's like, you could have a diamond dick and make her come anytime you want. And she'd be like, 
why do you make me come so hot? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, you know. people are going to complain regardless. I know. Like, I mean, just just fucking. You, you can't make cares? everybody happy. I get it. I did. I did get a kick out of the people that like zoomed in on um, Balin Skull's like wrist thing, and they said, "Oh, you know, when you translate that." It's it's a list of the Skywalkers and it's a hit list. I mean, the fan theory. I I try not to do too many deep dives. Like I try to watch the show and then read a lot of the theories. Yeah, because I, I find it to be more like it, not that I'm afraid of spoilers per se, but I want to let the show kind of unfold for what it is as opposed to setting myself up for what I think it may be. If that makes sense. So like, once the show was done, like after the episode after the episodes air, I will go read you know, different stuff about each episode or people's interpretations. Cause I find that interesting, but I don't like to do that beforehand. And then once this series, this particular season is done, I will explore some more of the fan theories that are relevant to some of the things. Cause obviously some ended up not being correct or at least haven't been, you know, shown to be correct as of this point. But, you know, I, I love the calculated Thrawn. I, I love how he, you know, worked, that angle once he made the connection with Ahsoka and Anakin, I liked how he he set the stage for that, and you know that notion of time in the episode it was really critical. Mm-hmm. So against Shannon, I'm sorry, I know you haven't been watching all this. Oh, you're yet, good, you're good. But uh, I, I just I liked seeing that side, that very calculated side of him, which I think is really critical for um, for people that didn't watch or maybe aren't as familiar with Thrawn from the comics or from the books or from rebels that that slice of him being that calculated and being that willing to throw you know soldiers away or this that because he's he's thinking about certain layers that are more important to what the big picture is you know what i mean very strategic very calculated and he's anticipating a lot of stuff so i really enjoyed episode seven and i have no grievances you know with uh, with the character per se, and was, again, you can't make everybody happy. And I know people have, have had fun with this whole blue Elon Musk thing with Thrawn. Granted, it's kind of funny on some level. I did laugh about that one, but you know, I I, I liked it, man. I I just I, I think it's neat, and I've really, really, really enjoyed the show. And I'm hoping that episode eight is a little bit longer. I hope, but realistically, we all know. You know what? What's the ultimate outcome here? I mean, Th- Thrawn's getting away, right? I mean, we know this. <laughs> He's got to come back, right? So, uh, and and I'm f- I'm fine with that because it's going to set up whatever is next with the Mandalorian, and eventually they'll tie some things. And I don't know if it's a movie or a series of movies, but I think we got a lot of stuff to look forward to. And I'm happy that Filoni has the latitude and the leeway to do what he's doing. So, I like it. Yeah, luckily with the writer's strike coming to an end, the writer's giving giving the green light to go back to work and mm-hmm. pre-production can start and scripts can be written and things of that nature. Chances are Floney's already got season two written. Probably. Um, I, feel, I feel like we'll get season two before we get uh, get the movie. But no, it's if people don't understand Thrawn, Thrawn's the dude that's playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Yeah. He's that guy that is three or four steps ahead and most of the time because he wasn't he wasn't he he didn't anticipate the purgle in ezra (laughs) well (laughs) and and that's the thing it's usually like the crazy (laughs) ideas that no one would in their wildest dreams would think to do is ends up 
pretty much foiling his plans. Yeah. It's, you know, that's obviously one of the most insane things you've ever seen anybody do is just like, we're just going to have space whales show up and take you away. And that's yeah. how we're going to beat you. But see that, that and, was, that and, was what I loved about, you know, him connecting the dots with Ahsoka and Anakin is, and obviously he knows Anakin is Vader. He's one of the few people that legitimately know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he, he basically is framing that talking about, you know, how Anakin was, there's a certain degree of unpredictability, right, with Anakin. And so he doesn't know what Ahsoka really is. You know, is is she is she as unpredictable as him? Like, how do you how do you how do you deal with that without really knowing her that well and having dealt? You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's a very interesting angle to that. And he is obviously working based on what he knows about Anakin, and he's anticipating that Ahsoka could possibly be like him. He doesn't know if she has, you know, is dancing in Sith land. He doesn't know, right? For all he knows, Ahsoka's a freaking Sith. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know. Uh, or she could tap into that stuff. Which, again, that episode where they're, she's completing her training with Anakin, obviously that touching on those elements of the dark side and all those powers that that are there, those you know, those things that are part of her. But, you know, again, this is, this is a kind of a bigger tangent jump that I meant to make. But I just, I've, I've really enjoyed the character development and seeing those sides. I feel like it's less interesting to nitpick everything as opposed to letting it unfold. And then once the season is done, being able to take a bigger picture, you know, have a bigger, like, and you and I can do this, not necessarily in a podcast, but we can have a bigger discussion about the show once it finishes its run next week. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I just try to let it breathe and try to let it unfold here. I do have to pause cause I need to save the podcast real quick. Hold on just a moment. Mm. all right all good no problems cleaned up now so all right we need to finish our salute of the clock so randy uh what are you uh what are you drinking tonight bro so i uh started the evening with uh headless horseman from dancing kill nice and currently i am enjoying a uh a monkey's uncle from uh kotu there you go nice shannon what you got bro so Double header for me as well. Uh, rolling uh, the the warm up beer is uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I've had about four of those tonight. There you go. And uh, uh, the the headliner is the Memos Mean Cobbler from Hardywood. Oh, that is your jam. You do like a little bit of uh, that cobbler. Yeah. So um, both and, of you guys uh, are fans. A little of that, bit, a little bit of uh, quote unquote breaking news is I did give uh dancing kilt my uh notice tonight and uh and i will be leaving from uh, dancing kilt and i will be looking for full-time work now that katie has now that i don't need a driver everywhere because she's figured out transportation everywhere i can finally go full-time now so oh yeah you you couldn't go full time at the brewery, or you don't want to go full time. Well, that actually, you don't answer that. That that's probably a little too personal. But uh, well, it, it's been a, a good chapter, though, huh? Dude, it's been three years. The, the family's been great to me. Um, I love them. They're lifelong friends. Um, there was no hard feelings anyway at all mm-hmm. um, on either side. Um, if I ever needed to go back there, they'd have me back in a heartbeat. Good. So um, I love them. And, uh, 
you know, it's just one of those things. It's like either stay in the stay in where you are or you have to cut the chain and move forward. Are you going to go uh, hang out with Todd at Apple Spice? <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that's too early. Too early in the morning for me, bro. It's like, no offense, Todd, but... <laughs> Sorry, Todd. Oh, well. <laughs> no no slap. Salty Spice is here? What? No, no slap. Unless and t- Todd wants me sleeping on his couch, so he has to get me up every morning. No, s- no slap and tickle sandwiches for y'all. Sorry. Right? This <laughs> ain't happening. Um, but, but where yeah, the, nothing but, where nothing the but positive things about Dancing Kelp. And, um, you know, like, you know, it's just one of those things that it was hard. Mm-hmm. It, it was really, really hard to do that but love the owner love the brewmaster great people and you'll um, still drink i'll always be a fan um but it, it was time it's just time well that's all shannon here's to the next chapter buddy here's to the next chapter raise the glass to you salute mm-hmm. ah my and God. i love me some headless horsemen so then there's a whole nother batch to be uh, kegged and all that good stuff. See? So it's going to be around for a minute. Oh, oh, that hundo. Mm. 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 So good. All right. So, so Justin, I, you go, said you had something from your birthday you wanted to share. Yeah. 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 Uh-oh. So I was going to say, uh, first of all, I had, a, I had a really enjoyable birthday weekend that made it a four day or so. It was good. I had some chill time by myself. I had a lot of uh, fun with family, with friends, and we ended up doing a, a Mexican dinner and about four o'clock. We had Ophelia rolling through and it was like, all right, is it going to be windy? You know, we're getting taxed. We're still doing this. I think some people were a little skeptical of the weather. <clears throat> Penny. <laughs> You're uh, not wrong. Not wrong. Um, but you know what? It all worked out. We ended up at the Mexican restaurant. Most of us got there between 5.15, 5.30, somewhere in that range. And it it was great. And um, had some wonderful, you know, Cadillac, jumbo margaritas. The food was good. Uh, and it had a kid's table. I mean, it was nice, man. We had like, what, 23 people? So it was it was a big dinner group. It was a, a really good time. I'm very thankful for everybody that came out and celebrated. In, in the normal conditions, we would have come back to the house and hung out and played cornhole or drank beer or acted dumb, had a fire pit, whatever. That wasn't in the cards, which sort of worked out because then Sarah and I had to, you know, deal with basement flooding because the ground was so saturated and so much water Ugh. came down. That's okay. So what we have a shop back for and a broom and a snow shovel. I love snow shoveling water out of my basement. It's a good time. Um, but we were hanging out and I was fortunate enough that, uh, I, I got to sit with Todd and, and Whitfield, you know, uh, I'm going to see if I can share this video and I don't know how well this will work in the podcast. So maybe this is better because y'all are going to see the video, right? I don't know how well this will work in a podcast. I'm hoping this translates. It's not that long. It's about a minute and a half. So it's not that long, but I'm going to share the screen and I'm going to play this video for you. Uh, but I loved this moment. Let's see. We're going to share this one. Let's cue this up. All right. Here we go. In advance, Todd and Whitfield and me having a discussion after margaritas. Hi, Matt. TRA? Yeah. TRA. What do you think? Oh, point of clarification. We already had our, our you know, dinners done. Here's your boxes to take stuff home. And so I carved TRA on top of Todd's box. And I wanted to see if they could figure out what that meant. T R A. 
Yeah. TRA. What do you think TRA is? Ah. All right, there's oh, stuff. Gee, wow, that was a freaking woohoo! All right, there. TRA. Wiener whistle. That's WW. Like TRA, not TWW. No. No wonder you got a GED. God bless. Shut up. <laughs> or a GW. You got a GWW. What does that mean? <laughs> What are you famous for, Country Lurch? Wine. Uh, I'm pretty famous for a lot of different things. <laughs> wine. No. I'm so disappointed. Here, look. Oh my God. Nope, not going there. <laughs> no, going there. Yes. Yeah, Come on. Come on. Just say it. No. Just say it. You're so. Just say it. No. It won't mean anything. <laughs> it's empty. Nice. But it's a T, are you? I got it. Say it. No. Doing a big one in the state. There's the Todd reach around. <laughs> TRA on his box, man. The, the, time, the time to reach around. Oh, man. The TRA. Yeah, TRA. That's what he got on his box. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Oh, so, Todd, thanks for the laughs at the birthday dinner. I appreciate that. Yeah, so Todd was telling me, he's oh like, God. yo, I had a margarita. And then Justin's like, okay, we gonna have a second one. <laughs> and then Todd's like, uh okay and he's like i got through like halfway through it and he's like i had to give it to justin yeah sarah and i sarah and i handled business we took care of that margarita that's what he says he's like man justin and sarah like they they handled theirs and then they they took mine and like they were just killing it yeah yeah we did Th thanks for the uh, uh the margarita donation there todd it's supposed good to be, job, good effort. Yeah, two beer tooting or margarita and a half. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. And Matt saying wiener whistle with TRA. Someone like, clearly needs to go back to Hooked on Phonics. <laughs> clearly, it didn't work for him. So. No, it did not. No, no. <laughs> hey, but he kept his teeth in during dinner. So, I mean, it worked. Oh, out. no. So. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> The, you know, the next day at the desk game, clearly that wasn't the case. But, no. You know. no. <coughs> you should not drink and bake. Very true. No oh, Lord. Easy, Whitfield. <laughs> yeah. Calm oh down. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Jesus H. Christ. Yep, that's the reaction to a couple of football games this past week. H how tall was Whitfield? <laughs> Not, oh man. Not tall enough. You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? <laughs> First time for anything. Oh no. God bless. You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Whitfield. You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? <laughs> Do they stack it that high? <laughs> 
Oh, you want all of them. I didn't know they stacked shit that high. There you go. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. All right. Um, let's wrap up a couple of things. Uh, we were talking about Chiefs and Bears. We covered the game. You know, again, it, it, there's a lot of media components to this, a lot of coverage of it. I know it drives some of y'all bananas. But do understand that Travis Kelsey's jersey sales jumped like 400 some odd percent after that. That's insane. That's absolutely wild. And rest assured, the NFL is like, we love this because that's an untapped demographic to watch football. So uh-huh. so rest assured that it, as long as things are good between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, the TV ratings are going to go up, right? And there are at the, there's probably, I mean, who knows how many new Kansas City Chiefs fans there are, um, but... Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna eat that up, dude. So eat it up, man. Let let me just say this. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that Kansas City has a Swift Kelsey and Philly has a Swift Kelsey. Yes. But if Philly makes a trade for Jonathan Taylor, you got a Taylor Swift Kelsey and a Taylor Swift Kelsey. Mm. Just saying. I think the only better lineup might be that one you sent. Of the NIL deal, where it was, oh who was it? God, was that dude. Iowa? That was that was amazing, brilliant. Or Iowa? Who was that? Iowa State. Iowa State. Do you have that picture? Oh man, yeah. Give me a sec. <clears throat> here, I can, I can find it real quick. Hold on. Ah, here you go. The Iowa Pork Producers Association has signed four ISU Cyclones to an NIL deal: Miles Purchase, Tyler Moore, Tommy Hammond. Caleb Bacon. So you put purchase their... more Hayman Bacon. Purchase more or Hyman Bacon. Ham and Bacon. Ham and Bacon. Don't hurt yourself there, bro. Come on, come on, Wiener Whistle. Get credit. Bacon. <laughs> oh. Ham and Bacon. Ham and, ham and Bacon. That that's a brilliant nil deal. Nil deal, by the way. Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So kudos to them. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we talked about that. Let me get rid of that one. Uh, I, I did appreciate, and this is probably going to upset some people, but I did appreciate the picture you had to mark in the brood chat about Smokey the Bear saying, only you can prevent ginger reveal parties. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was fun. Like, come on, man. That, that was It's, it's a boy or girl. One or the other. Yeah. No one cares. <laughs> Healthy baby, that's all healthy, that matters. Well, that's exactly. Yeah, healthy baby. That, that's the way to go. That's all that matters. Um, so a, a couple of things. Number one, let's see. Uh, I love how Eli Manning wants Taylor Swift as a Manning cast guest for the Chiefs game. He don't, should. Don't Why know, not? Don't know that she's going to do that since she'll apparently be at the game, but it would be really funny if you, they had Taylor Swift on the Manning cast. That would be righteous. Also, kudos to her for helping to clean, clean up the uh, – the luxury box after the game. Well done. I know you were hanging out with, uh, you know, the Kelsey, Kelsey's mom. So I'm sure they had a, a, a good time uh, with that. Uh, also, Travis Kelsey, they talked about this uh, on that podcast with his brother. And, you know, he, he talked about her appearance at the Chiefs game. And he said that was pretty ballsy. But he also said that, you know, he's going to, he's going to shift and they're, they're not going to talk as much about Taylor Swift. They're going to, they're going to shift it back to a little bit more about football. Now he's going to get pressed. He's going to get asked a whole bunch of stuff for real, but if there's any real traction to this at some point, you, you know, he's going to want to shift the, some of the attention away from that 
and focus. You know what I mean? It's just it, it'll kind of run its course in a couple of weeks, depending on what's going on. Yeah. Um, but it, it is funny because like I thought it was hilarious <clears throat> when he talked about going to the concert and trying to get her a friendship bracelet with his phone number on it. I mean, they've really had a lot of fun with this, which I'm totally good with. Doesn't bother me at all. Um, but he did. He said, "Quote: What's real is that it is my personal life, and I want to respect both of our lives." She's not in the media as much as I am doing a show every single week and, you know, having fun during the NFL season on other guys' shows like McAfee, et cetera. So moving forward, we'll be talking more about sports, not Swift. Although I love this. I'm enjoying life, and I sure as hell enjoyed this weekend. I bet you did, bro. <laughs> I bet you did. It was the most watched game of the week, by the way. 24.3 really? million viewers. Their viewership increased 63% with women. We already talked about the you know, 400% increase in jersey sales. He got 300,000 new Instagram followers. And their, the Jason and Travis Kelsey's podcast went to number one overall on Apple. <laughs> I mean, Penny is proof that she was listening to it just because she wanted to hear what they had yep. to say about yep. Yep. Taylor Swift. So yep. that, that alone. That, um, absolutely. And... You know, yeah, we, we we're all familiar with the Eras Tour issues on like Ticketmaster. Well, all of a sudden, interest in Chiefs tickets absolutely skyrockets on StubHub. Oh, <laughs> people, I'm sure. People trying to buy the tickets, and you know, look, I think it's great that Kelsey did say shout out to Taylor for pulling up. That was pretty ballsy, and, and you know, she didn't have to do that. So it is kind of a hoot. I love. I, I, somebody said that he was wearing that wild looking jean suit or whatever he was wearing is. Somebody said it was from the Taylor Swift collection or whatever. I don't know if that's true. I have no idea. But it was pretty funny seeing him peel out and that, or casually roll out in that convertible. Uh, that was fun. But he said, uh, he said of the game, it's definitely a game I'll remember. That's for damn sure. Um, I thought it was funny that Mahomes said there was a little bit of extra pressure to make sure he got a, got a touchdown to him in that game. I thought that was pretty funny. So, I mean, a lot of it was fun. Uh, but I, this is one of my favorite lines that came out of the whole thing. And it's actually from Bill Belichick. I don't know if you heard this, but I'm going to play this for you. Uh, Swifty to Swifty. Uh, Taylor Swift was in a... First of all, the fact that you're calling Bill Belichick a Swifty is extra hilarious. Cowboys, yes. uh, Swifty to Swifty. Uh, Taylor Swift was in attendance to watch Travis Kelsey's game with his mom in the box. Seems like they may be the new it couple. Where do you fall on that? <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, power couple in the NFL. Well, I would say that Travis Kelsey's had a lot Kelsey's had a lot of big catches in his career. <laughs> this would be the biggest. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, yeah. Pretty big. Perfect. Right. Belichick is it. Belichick has, Belichick has more personality than people give him credit for. He, he does. does. He does. He, he's a good dude. As much as people try to shit on him, like, he's brilliant. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> I mean, when he's locked in on football, then, you know, that's that's just how he is on press conferences. But, like, when he's – you give him stuff outside of football, mm -hmm. his true personality comes out. Yeah. He's I, a cool dude. I bet he's going to – like, once he actually retires, unless he just disappears into obscurity, if he's doing, like – I bet he's going to be really fun. Post, well, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but I think he he's going to have just really interesting conversation insights, you know what I mean? Like when he's no longer worried about a whole bunch of like team stuff, 
that tell-all autobiography yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he could I, write I, I, I about all the shit that, that happened. But like, it's when they were doing like those um, one of those NFL Network things. It was like the top 100 players or whatever. Yeah. Like hearing him talk about people was really interesting because. I mean, we make fun of it, but you think of him in like the post game pressers where he just really doesn't give you much. Unless you have a really interesting question or a well crafted question, he'll just mess with the reporters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he'll just mess with he, them. He which don't is care. no, which is funny oh. in its own way. All right, uh, let's let, let's uh, jump to another a different game real quick. And only since I have it in front of me, uh, we know the Zach Wilson thing is a disaster, and the Jets can pretend it's not all they want. You got people kicking teeth out of their face, yelling so hard that there's there's reports that the Jets locker room is ready to implode over this whole thing. I don't know how true that is, but you know they got to be super frustrated. First of all, it sucked losing Rodgers, but what's done is done. Uh, but clearly. You know, Zach Wilson's not up to the challenge. I don't know what they're going to be able to salvage out of the season, if anything. I don't believe that signing Trevor Simeon is the answer. Uh, but Zach Wilson is an absolute dumpster fire. You got Joe Namath coming out, you know, talking about some things. And look, Joe Namath is beloved, right? If you're a Jets fan, you love Joe. That's, that's just the way this is going to go. So you know, here, here's a little clip with uh, – Namath talking about Zach Wilson. <laughs> I'm saying uh, I don't believe in him. I don't believe he has a future as a good player. And I think they made a wrong choice when they drafted him. I feel that way. Uh, he has some athletic ability, but uh, you've got to have something up here that's, you know, going on whenever you're studying, reading, playing out there, sitting down. Sitting down, throwing the ball, it, 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 it's ridiculous. I mean, it, they go on for a bit, but there was one play where the, the, the defenders were coming after him. And he just he just dropped down on the ground. He knew he was going to get lit up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether you agree with Namath's take or not, you can clearly see that the fan frustration is real. And watching him play you end up feeling like it's awful that Rodgers got hurt, but it feels like it's just going to be a wasted season. He He's not wrong. Like, and we, we watch, um, NFL networks, uh, game day final. Mm -hmm. And Steve Smith's like, like he's just miss. He's missing like the first throw, the second throw. He just doesn't see it. He just doesn't see the field the way he should. I mean, on one of those last drives, Garrett Wilson's wide open, you know, and on like the first hash mm -hmm. on the right side, and he doesn't throw it till he's almost to the sideline, thinking, oh, now I'll throw it instead of throwing him open to give him the middle of the field to get, you know, to get some yardage. And when he's open on the right hash and you're not throwing it till he's almost to the sideline, like you're not giving him a chance no. to get more yardage. No, no. Like, like when you see him getting ready, you throw him open and let him make a play. You gotta let, like uh, Sam Howell did last week. He gave Terry McLaurin a chance in triple coverage to make a play in the end zone. When Terry McLaurin got that amazing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Get you gotta give your playmakers an opportunity. You give your guys a chance. 
well, you can't and, just wait till they're open. You have to throw them right. Open. It, it, it's a whole different deal with the NFL. You you have to be able to to put it in tight spots. You think about some of those thro- throws that Tua makes, right? That's anticipation and placement. Yeah, you can argue about his arm strength, but anticipation and placement and understanding the play, right, and the yep. timing of it. And once you cross this bridge where people are like, well. You know, Salah's coming off as a Zach Wilson apologist or the defense is not happy because they believe that if any other player were performing his job the way Zach Wilson is doing it, that, you know, they'd get benched. I mean, there there is a certain degree of point where you can rally around the guy. And I know Aaron Rodgers has spoken up about some of the criticism coming from outside the organization, but it has to weigh on the locker room. And if, you know, Salah's going to say – you know, Zach Wilson gives them the best chance to win. Nobody on that team believes that. You Robert walk us through what happened so with the offensive line. <laughs> starter without, you know, you still have the opportunity to look at the film, get the pulse of the team, talk to your coaches. Why is he said, yeah, he's fine? Why is it so definitive? Uh, right now, Zach is the best player on the, in the um, – he's who gives us the best chance to win. And, um, you know, so that's – Basically, that that would be the cleanest answer I could give you. Because <laughs> he wants to say what? This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, what does he want to say, right? Well, well, we know that based on just the fiery personality this dude has, right now he's just trying to keep the peace. He doesn't want to sit there and break the quarterback down any further than he's probably already feeling. No, he, he's uh, getting crushed but, from all, so, all But it's all interesting when you think about it. It's like you look at college offenses. Mm-hmm. There's only a few – uh, Division one schools who run like a pro type offense to get those quarterbacks ready for transitioning to the NFL. Mm-hmm. A lot of the college offenses are very, just very simplistic, very one or two reads, chuck it deep and pray to God. The NFL, you can't do that. You can't, you cannot do that in the NFL because defenses are faster, they're smarter, and they're stronger. And coaches will sit there and study your game film. And just do what they need to do to get in your head. The problem is with Wilson, it feels like he's not even doing the studying. He's not like he sat down and really said, okay, what do I need to change the way I play to give my team the best opportunity to win? What's a scarier proposition? That either he's not studying, right? That's the, what, the, uh, who was that dude for the Raiders years ago with the DVDs? Or the tapes or whatever. Uh, oh, uh, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus yes. Russell, or a more recent example, Kyler Murray. Right? They got the study clause and contract. Is it scary to think that he's not studying enough, or that he studied a ton and just doesn't get it at this point in this? Because this is what year three. Well, that would be the latter. If right? that if that's the case, I mean, it, it, it's awful outcomes. True. And you know what? Um, I have piled on, and Colin Kaepernick dug his own career grave, a hundred percent. But can I tell you how wild it would be? He wrote a letter to the Jets GM asking for a practice squad opportunity, which is crazy, by the way. And uh, Charlamagne the God, if you if you guys know who that is, basically took Colin Kaepernick to to task for doing it, saying, um, "quote I wish that never that letter was never written. That letter was tragically sad and downright pathetic. That's rough, right?" Yeah. Um, and he said, uh, basically, <laughs> although this one line was phenomenal, it was terrible, but 
Let's see. I wish Colin the best in all his endeavors, but just begging these same people you called racist for an opportunity is pitiful. That's a hell of a statement, right? That's that's pretty stone cold. But I got to say, there's a part of me that actually I'm like, you know what? Zach Wilson is so bad. I'd almost be willing to say how how righteously fantastic would it be if they were like, you know what? Colin Kaepernick, come on down. Let's see what you got. Let's just run you. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he, he stays up. in he stays in shape. He practices regularly. I mean, and plus he's got how many you know how many years out of the league? So his body hasn't taken that punishment. So it's still relatively fresh. I mean, it's not as much as I don't know how well he would be right now. Probably not very. Uh, honestly, I still think he'd be better than Zach Wilson. I don't know how he could be much worse. But, you know, I saw random things saying that Matt Ryan, you know, there's been all kinds of speculation about different people. And again, Trevor Simeon, you're not going to get very excited about that move. Um, And I'm not saying that anybody would be excited about Colin Kaepernick. I'm not. But, I mean, he's like basically begging for a job on a practice squad, which, again, he dug his own career grave. That's kind of on him. But it would be righteous if they were just like, you know what? This season, we don't know what's going to happen. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's just take a flyer. But you got Carson Wentz, who nobody wants to touch. Matt Ryan, who nobody wants to touch. I, I, what are your options? I mean, what kind of options do you really have? You know, people are floating out, you know, Kirk Cousins. Hey, maybe the Vikings are, are – look, they're having a rough go of it, and that was a disaster of an end game sequence against the Chargers. And, again, it takes a lot to outcharger the Chargers, but somehow the fucking Vikings did it. Bro, I they mean, failed on a fourth down – it what another twenty something, and the Vikings couldn't catch. That ball hit Hawkinson right in the chest, and he couldn't hold on to it. Yeah, but see, it's not even it's not even <laughs> just that. It's not even just that. It's not even just that. And and we need to talk about that game, right? But uh, what options do the Jets have at quarterback? None. None. It's None. like why did you let go of Mike Dean White Wormer, at this point? Zero points. Zero, zero points. Yeah, at least if you had resigned Mike White, you got to do kind of at least kind of understood the offense a little bit and showed he can sling it. Had some mo- had some moments. I mean, he helped that team to some wins. He did. I mean, the I... problem and the thing is, is because of how piss poor Wilson's playing, you're wasting a top five defense. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the biggest thing here. If he could at least sustain drives and at least get it take some time off the clock, give that defense a rest, these would be some lower scoring games and they could probably eke out a win or two. At this point That's the only prayer they got is is ball control, clock management, and just not being dumb. Which is why they went and got Rogers, because he knows how to manage the game and he throws his receivers open and he has that football intelligence that clearly Wilson doesn't have. <laughs> and now you and you've got two mm-hmm. decent running backs who are healthy. At, at this point you might as well just give them 20 carries each or more and run them into the ground if you're to and keep the ball out of Wilson's hands. By the way, I will say I bet you Minnesota would be doing a little bit or they'd be in a little bit better shape if they had re-signed Dalvin Cook. Yeah, for sure. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm not anti-Madison, but man, that has not worked out. And I would say the Jets, if they're serious about a quarterback, you got to contact um, 
Indianapolis, or maybe New Orleans. Jameis or Manchu. I'm not of, saying they're Super Bowl cal- caliber quarterbacks, those but they're better than what you got. You. Neither one of those guys is coming in there to save you. I mean, I I get it, but I mean, Cousins might get you to the playoffs, but Cousins. I mean, right, let, let's I, do, let's, I, I don't know about no. Well, let's do the thought experiment here. Let's do the thought experiment. Let's talk about Chargers, Chargers Vikings, and we'll do we'll do the Kirk Cousins thought experiment. Okay, let's do it. So, okay. really, the most relevant thing is in in this particular game is the end game. You know, Keenan Allen was incredible. Herbert was incredible. They didn't have Eckler again. Uh, kudos to, to Keenan Allen for hitting Mike Williams for a 49-yard touchdown on the trick play. That was wild. A shame about Mike Williams with the torn ACL done for the year. That, that's too bad. Uh, you always, I mean, I don't know anybody that's really counting on Mike Williams to make it through a whole season, but that's a shitty way to go out. <laughs> the Chargers and the Vikings, that endgame sequence is so ridiculous. And the Vikings gave themselves opportunities after they, I mean, they were, I mean, they were down 21 to 10, you know, and they get back into it. You have an incomplete pass to Jefferson on fourth and goal. The Chargers have the ball. It's fourth and one and Staley goes for it on what? Like the, I forget what the yard of the 24 yard line. I mean, something ridiculous and the Chargers don't get it. So the Vikings get a crack at stealing this game. Mm -hmm. It, which is just obscene that they did that. What are we doing? What, what are we doing? Right? What are we doing? So the Vikings get the first down. What I don't understand, the Vikings get the first the first down. And I think that was a throw to Hawkinson. They get the first down, and they're having communication problems. Bro, it's first down. Spike the fucking ball. Yeah, they, you, they wasted way too much are, time. What are you I doing? mean, I don't understand how you don't run up there, clock it, oh my stop God. the clock, and at least have clock it. Clock it. They they ended up getting one play. One play. Now granted, I mean it, it, it was a weird deflected tip drill charges interception, but but, but they wasted what, thirty seconds practically? Uh, at twenty five, I'd say at least. So, just a debacle. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like going, okay, you got down there. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? Why oh are you God. just kind of standing? Clock the fucking football. What's wrong with you? Or or be funny and have a fake clock spike. I mean, work for Dan Marino. You know, I mean, that, that end game was an absolute cluster. Again, somehow the Vikings outchargers, outchargered the Chargers for shitty endings. That is I saw somebody say the only, <laughs> and I laughed. It was something like I got to paraphrase, but it was like the uh, the only team the football gods hate more than the Chargers or the Vikings. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. I was cracking up, man. I mean, someone had to win that game. <laughs> yeah, somebody had to win it. it. Didn't end in a tie, right? But I, I cannot believe that Brandon Staley got bailed out on that atrocious. Yeah, it was from his own twenty-four, fourth and one from from their own twenty-four. I mean, just just, just punt the fucking thing. But I don't understand why Kirk Cousins didn't clock the ball. It was like, yeah, they Randy. It was all. It was twenty nine seconds. That's what it was. I, I have it written down. I was scrolling down through the, my notes in this game. He had trouble hearing the play call, and twenty nine seconds ticked off the clock until the next snap. I mean, what the hell? If you can't dude? if you can't hear the play call, just just you know, audible. Call the clock play so you can at least. Get the right call. Yeah. You know? I mean, just a disaster. Now, look, 
the thought experiment. Kudos to the Chargers for, for finally winning the game. And, you know, the Vikings, uh, look, last year they were 11-0 in games decided by six points or less. So far this year, 0-3. Okay? I, it would be really hard to move a quarterback at this point. It would be. Look, this is the last year of his contract in Minnesota. I don't know what compensation would, would cost. I don't know if they could absorb his salary and, and with the Jets. I mean, cash they can certainly afford it, but how do you juggle your cap? I don't know. Would he be better than anything they have on the roster? Yes. Would it take him a little while to get adjusted? Sure. Do I think it would be interesting? Yeah. But I mean, what's the first of all? You have to you have to presume that Minnesota is going to be like, okay, we're on three. F this season. F them picks. F this. Let's move them. Why are you going to do that? Why Why would Minnesota go ahead and do that? Why? It's early enough in the season they potentially could still turn it around. Obviously, yeah. they're playing uh, Carolina next, so it's not like it's a, a game they can't no. win. I mean, they, they they have they have all kinds of statistical production, and they just they they haven't been able to to finish games. Well, if you think you're going to get better and you have confidence in the team, dude, if you trade Kirk Cousins, you're going this year's over, y'all. Bye. We are so effed. yeah. No, you're done. Look, Kirk Cousins has his flaws and his warts. And, yeah, he'd be better than anything they have in New York. Sure, 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 100%. Might take him a couple weeks to get acclimated. I don't know how different the, you know, verbiage and everything is with that offense. But, you know, Cousins is a smart dude. It figured out. But he's also a heartbreaker, right? It's not. It, it, he doesn't have that, that stone-cold clutch gene. Whatever that stone-cold clutch thing is in sports, he ain't got it. <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, he has games where he's absolutely brilliant, and there's games yeah. where it's just like, no. why the fuck are you even a starter? Because <laughs> he just he's just inaccurate with his throws and just making really bad reads. Yeah. He he has moments where you're like, all right, this dude, this dude's all right. We got something, and then you're like, was this the same guy I was looking at? Like, what the hell is this? I, li- yeah, I, ob- I obviously it. for you being a Washington fan, I you've seen that many times it. where it's just been like, okay, we got three wins going, and he's cooking and next thing you know next game next couple games it's just like what the fuck uh oh. did did the clock strike midnight and you turn yes. back into a pumpkin what the hell is this shit i'm trying to remember what he did one time uh, Shannon, maybe maybe you can refresh my memory um i'm trying to remember was it a first half against the giants and he either didn't take a knee or he did take a knee and he didn't need to. And he, I think he ended the half on a knee or something dumb. He did. He ended the, yeah. Yeah. So you're like, seriously, bro, what are you doing? So, uh, I know, I know it's, it's, it's popular speculation, but I don't know what the compensation would cost. And you basically, basically would be asking the Vikings to fold the tents on this season. That's tough. It's too early to do that. But the thing is, if the Jets were going to make that move, they would need to have made that move because you need time for him to figure it out. And I just, you know, they've been productive. Cousins' numbers aren't bad per se. And if the defense could finish a game, um, that'd be a different conversation. But, uh, you know, again, just, some of this is just regression of the mean. They're not good enough to overcome some of the mistakes. And uh, not that I'm crying for Vikings fans. Y'all can suck it. You, y'all aren't as annoying as Bears fans, but y'all can suck it too. <laughs> but I, dude, I what? I don't know, man. That 
if there's any two fan bases that just continuously find the most brutal ways to lose, it's the Chargers and the Vikings, man. That is just rough. By the way, only four teams since 1990 have made the playoffs after an 0-3 start. Four. Not looking good. That's like 1%, dude. No bueno. I don't know, bro. The fact that Brandon Staley went for him fourth down in their own territory, they don't get it. The Vikings get the ball and can't fucking score. I mean, that's Chargers and Vikings in a heartbeat. I know. It really is. I know. If Staley makes it through the season, I don't see him being the head coach next year for the Chargers. Did did he make it through this week? (laughs) So far. That's what so thing. If I, I honestly, there's a part of me that feels like he's going to get fired sometime during the season. But if he somehow know. magically makes it to the entire season, he's not the head coach next year for the Chargers. No, not unless they have a playoff, like a legit playoff run. And I, and I know we were talking about coaches that got fired too soon last year, or excuse me, earlier tonight. But I think the best way I could say it with Brandon Staley, and I know this is a weird statement, but. He steps on rakes all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one thing to have the analytics. I don't, I don't, Side show, Bob. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't mind the analytics, right? But you still have to have a feel for the actual game. Like analytics are information, and they 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 can help guide certain decision making parameters. I don't have a grievance with that. But do you have a good feel for the game? And I think what surprises me is that. Watching San Diego, San Diego, watching the Chargers, the LA Chargers, <laughs> I just I don't feel like that dude has a good feel for the game and a, a good feel for the moment. The analytics are fine, but you got to have a feel for the game. And I analytics know aren't everything. No, no, analytics are part of it, but they're not all of it. You know, if it, momentum it, swing your way, analytics works. But if things are kind of in the middle you you gotta you gotta sit there and be like okay analytics may say this but this is where the momentum is there this is one of those decisions where either it's gonna make us or break us and nine times out of ten he always makes the wrong decision and goes based on analytics and it ends up completely ruining any momentum they could have potentially had steps on the rakes bro and that that's already an organization that has a, a cruel history of rake step in any way and you have so much talent on that team. You do not want to waste a your lot. franchise nope. quarterback on a guy who nope. has no football situational awareness. Nope. You know, it's it, he's the Zach. Is he the Zach Wilson of head coaches right now? <laughs> I don't know That's about that. Nice. Go that far with it. <laughs> That's not Gross. nice because they obviously nice. can have won games with him that as might head be coach. E- but it's just e- it's e- just e- the Flus idea that in Chicago this, might be the Zach Wilson of head coaches right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That dude, woof, woof, woof. But for Staley, I don't understand. I just, I don't, I mean, I get it. You think you're being smart by using analytics, but dude, read the room. Feel feel the flow of the game. Understand it's fourth and one in your side of the field. Yeah, Punt the ball away. Make them drive the length of the field. Don't give them essentially a free shot at the end zone. That's no. just dumb. It, it was gutsy. I mean, if they had, I mean, if it they had paid off, yes, it, barely. Well, but it's only because Hawkinson couldn't bring in a pass that hit lucky. him square in the chest. Yeah, they got lucky. Is there an analytic for getting getting lucky? Because they got lucky. 
But see, again, I, I would say to you, and, I, and we've had this conversation before, the thing with the analytics is the analytics also reflect decision-making from people that have a feel for the game, mm-hmm. right? Because your analytics factor in, I don't know, somebody like Bill Belichick. And I know that's, that's a cheap example, but I'm just saying, right? So the analytics matter, but your analytics are based in part off of other analytics and other decisions that are done with game feel, game momentum, and situational awareness, right? So it's not all analytics aren't based on all analytics. Does that make sense? Of course you know what does. I'm saying? So you, you got to pair it. It's great information, but you got to pair it with the other stuff. And consistently, it, it just feels like that dude just, you know, that team just doesn't put it together. And it's weird because it, it feels like they should be better than consistently. They should be better than they are. And it's not new. It's it, it it has been hanging over that franchise for, I don't know, 20-some years. It's just weird. There's quite a few teams that are like that. I know. Um, you look at the Rams mm-hmm. should be better than they are. Because McVay put together a pretty decent squad, but there well, always seems to be something missing. Yeah, well, they sold out to win the Super Bowl. What what they're I mean, they got a lot of roster turnover. They tried to ship Stafford out. Again, I love Puka Nakua, my favorite name, my favorite new name this year. Um, and kudos to them for fighting the Bengals tough and for Joe Burrow gutting out the calf injury. Just with the calf, dear God, just understand Aaron Rodgers, calf tweak, Achilles. Kevin Durant, calf tweak, Achilles. Just take care of that thing, Joe Burrow. <laughs> take care it's an of interesting it. device he has on his leg like when he when the defense is on the field. I, I was like, wow, that's kind of neat. I wonder what... It's like because it's I think constantly just kind of massaging the calf to kind of keep it loose the entire time, yeah. Which is kind of neat, but still. But then you look at say the Packers; they have a lot of talent, but Lafleur at times just seems to just make the wrong calls. At- yeah, I I have not been real fond of Lafleur. Um, we've talked about that before in this podcast. I I think that he and Rodgers butted heads at times. Uh, what I will say is that Jordan Love clearly learned a lot under Aaron Rodgers because some of his mannerisms on the field are very Aaron Rodgers-esque, which is, is not a bad thing. It's not. I don't know what that dude's ceiling is going to be, but he clearly has a high floor. And given the number of people that were out, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Bakhtiari, uh, I know they got down early to the Saints, and the Saints aren't a scrub team. That's, that team has a good defense. Uh, and I know they lost Carr, you know, in the third. It should have been the third quarter. They lost Carr. I, I get all that. By the way, uh, Packers, Saints, in the first quarter, Carr hit Jimmy Graham for a touchdown. I believe he was wandering through traffic in the end zone. Wait, is that too soon? <laughs> Just saying. Sorry. My bad. No, that I um I actually talked to Matt during the uh, during the week about that game. And I was like, I'm assuming you took multiple shots uh, leading up to the Saints kicker missing that field goal that would have won it for them. And he's like, Oh, oh yeah, I, I was sweating bullets. And I, so I mean, a little bit of luck, but kudos to to Love for really just putting together something special in the fourth quarter. Um, he definitely. Did better this week than the previous week when against Atlanta when we saw him missing missing throws Good and close. missing and his timing being off Good on close. on a drive that they should have come in. You guys should have won that game 
against the Falcons, but he just he just would've. wasn't there. Yeah, shoulda, coulda, wouldas, man. They they get you every week. There's there's no shortage of shoulda, coulda, wouldas, man. There's no shortage of those. Uh, we were out at at um, I think it's called Wooden Iron is the name of the place. That's like, they got some great wings. They do. So we were out there and we had the kids with us, so we knew it was going to be about a half, right? And so we watched the first half of the Washington Bills debacle and the Packers Saints debacle. And this, uh, maybe about midway through the second quarter, this couple walks in. They're both wearing Green Bay jerseys. And um, I had my Packers hat on. So the dude was like, go Pack. And I'm like, go Pack. So it always cracks me up, man. A Packers fan, that always made me laugh. I feel like it's Roll Tide. Roll Tide, go Pack. You know, you just, <laughs> it makes me laugh, man. But anyway, they sat down and we bannered for a minute. And I was like, yeah, dude, I can't believe that they gave up that punt. You know, they, they gave up that pump return for the touchdown. It was so annoying. And uh, anyway, I was like, enjoy the game. But so I watched the first half of both of these debacles, and I was really disappointed with Green Bay. I, I didn't have any expectations that Washington would beat. I mean, like, is there a part of me that fan hopes they would win? Yeah, of course. Um, were they terrible against the Bills? They were terrible. Kudos to the Bills. Washington was terrible. Sam Howell, was ter- he, he took a lot of lumps in that game, rest assured. But, you know, with Green Bay, I was like, what the hell is this, man? You know, shitty first half. And anyway, so as we get to halftime, it's about time for me to get out of there. You know, say I was picking up groceries from Kroger and then circling back to pick me up and all that rig and roll. I stood up and I said, I said, hey, I just want to let you know that this game's going to turn the moment I walk out of this door. All right. Enjoy the second half. I'm taking one for the team. This one's for you. I mean, I'm just being goofy, right? I'm just being right. silly. And I leave, and by the time we get back to the house, car's been knocked out of the game. I'm like, what is going on? This is getting interesting. And so I, I, I'm just laughing because I'm thinking these two people are like, I'm so glad that guy left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad he left. And in my head, years ago, this is a story some of you know, some of you don't. Years ago, we were over. We have uh, some friends that are big Giants fans, and it was one of the. It was uh, uh, probably 2011. I so, think this was the uh, Giants Patriots uh-huh. Super Bowl, and we were over at Jerry's house. And yep. every time I would walk outside, the Giants played better, and so I ended up <laughs> staying outside for I think for like the last quarter, or maybe I don't know some big. Yeah, chunk Jerry of- was like, "You can't come back in. <laughs> can't come back in." <laughs> And it, it became a running gag, but it was very fu- in the moment. It was very funny, right? Um, and I always like to take credit for them getting, you know, for them getting that win because as out of friend fandom, right? I stayed outside <laughs> like during the fourth quarter or whatever it was, and I watched, I listened to the game, or I watched it through like the top of the window on the door or something. Um, but I so I, you know, so y'all are welcome for me leaving. Uh, and, and things turning around. But uh, all kidding aside, what was really good to see is that Jordan Love <clears throat> being down, having a rough game, turns it around. And I, look, they lost, They lost. you know, uh, the Saints lost Carr. Jameis Winston is not – I mean, you're, it's the backup quarterback. He's coming in cold. It's not the same. And we can make fun of Carr for all kinds of stuff, his non-eyeshadow eyeshadow that everybody laughs about. Um, but hopefully he's okay. I think it was an AC joint sprain is what he had. So hopefully he's okay. But from my perspective, 
it was really good to see them come back and take that game back from the Saints. Now they got it. They got a freebie with that that missed forty six yard field goal. They did, but some of what Jordan Love did, moving in the pocket, some of the throws, the feel, you know, again, if you think back to what some of some of the things that Aaron Rodgers did, you can see that he learned and he took a lot out of his time with Rodgers. You can hate Rodgers all you want, that's fine, but he's not he he's not rolling in there. He didn't go Zach Wilson method. You know, no, you don't sit behind one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time no. and not absorb everything that it, you can from it, this man. It's clear. especially considering the team that pretty much was like, okay, it's your team now. It is right. Yeah, I mean, it is clear that he absorbed certain mannerisms and certain rollout. Ma- and there's just there's that you're watching him play, and you're like, he modeled that after Rodgers. Now, again, I don't know how far this goes, but he feels like he at least is a high-floor dude. Which you can win well if the rest of your team is good. You can win with a high-floor dude. You can. But he had a nice sort of read. They got some penalties that worked to their favor. He ran one in. So that was the second time in franchise history that the Packers came back to win a game after trailing by 17 points or more. The other time... Not that long ago, 2018, when Rodgers let a comeback versus the Bears after trailing 20-3. to Also, real quick, I got to say, I don't think I mentioned this last week. I especially love the fact that Aaron Rodgers messaged Jordan Love and said, essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, but congratulations on the continued ownership of the Bears. Hilarious. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Big so, challenge for, you, for the Packers next, though, unfortunately. I mean, it's... You're talking about a hungry Lions team that has definitely taken on the Dan Campbell persona. And yes. Depending on which team you get is going to determine hey. if it's going to be a long game or a fun game to Look, watch. There's a reason we're recording on a Wednesday night. When the past I kind of figured that was part yeah, of it. When the past couple of weeks, past three weeks, we've recorded on Thursdays. I was like, mm, let's see if we can squeeze this in on Wednesday so I can actually watch this game tomorrow night. <laughs> We'll see. I don't uh, think I've ever seen him lay down like that before. Oh. <laughs> Look at the screen. Oh, is Shannon out? <laughs> Usually his head's tilted oh the way, God, all the way back. McGuffin. He's literally slumped over to the wow. side. Wow. That is fantastic. <laughs> Shannon's just a wee bit outside. Just a wee well, bit I outside. I mean, four Oktoberfests and a couple of... Uh, Mamas, yeah, yeah that, 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 the, ma- the Mamas did a man, man. The Mamas did a man. But look, the Packers scored 18 points in the final 11 minutes to win their 11th consecutive home game. It's the NFL's longest active streak for that. But that that throw, you know, loves eight yard uh, pass to Romeo Dobbs in the right corner of the end zone. You know, it, some. Of, uh, I'm gonna he, say he has the moments. receivers really bailed love out on some yes. of those throws. Well, you know, because some of those throws were way off target and that one fingertip catch on the dive i was like if your receiver didn't catch that dude you <laughs> that's an incomplete pet i mean i was impressed yeah just th- th- some of this everybody is, played out everybody just went for it and right. they balled out some of that is chemistry and yeah. that's good to see and those things should tighten up and get a little bit better over the course of the season but you know i've said before primarily in conversations with whitfield which tend to be packer centric obviously but 
you know, what what are the Packers going to look like in week five, six, seven, eight, when you got a chunk of the season where people really can get a feel for what Jordan Love does well. So some inconsistencies, disappointed in that mm-hmm. Atlanta game, but you can see that there's there's upside there. There is. Um, and I'm hoping that this game against Thursday, they exact mm-hmm. a little bit of revenge, like Shannon snoring, they exact a little <laughs> revenge for that game to finish off last year where they sent Rodgers packing into what some people thought was retirement, but the darkness retreat, and then obviously, ultimately, the New York Jets. So we'll see. All right, we don't have a lot of other things to talk about. Uh, Bill's Commanders was just a dumpster fire if you're a Washington fan. Um, The final score is not really indicative of of the majority of the game, but the majority of the game was not great. If you're a Washington fan, you're happy if you're a Bill's fan. I will say this, some of those interceptions were, maybe they were questionable throws. They weren't atrocious throws, but they they were phenomenal interceptions. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, th- that first one, in the first quarter, uh, Bernard just, I mean, he basically just jumped high as hell and he stole that ball out of the air. I mean, some of those picks were incredible. Gibson fumbled on a spin move in the fourth quarter. That was barftacular. Um, probably the, or arguably, the best interception may have been in the third quarter. The uh, Washington drove down and Hal threw into the end zone. I think it was the Samuel, but uh, it, he threw into the end zone and the defensive back for the Bills just slipped right in front of the wide receiver and had this diving interception i mean it was just yeah. it was an incredible pick right yeah. and so you give credit to the bills for all of that um clearly the the bills were above you know washington was trying to punch above its weight class if you will <laughs> and they got they got taken to the woodshed um what how by the way had four interceptions it's the most by a washington quarterback since my man kirk cousins in 2014 I mean, I think you guys have something in Howell. Uh, I just don't know. I just can't figure out, like, his ceiling or his floor at this not point. Not sure. Not sure. Uh, j- just because, you know, you, you look at anybody drafted past the third, fourth round, and mm-hmm. you kind of you, you don't know what you're going to get. But no. there's definitely something there with him. It's just defense has to play a little better. Off so the that, line has to play a little bit better. So that the offense can... Yeah, be a little more relaxed, not as urgent. Uh, that establishing the run really, when you guys establish the run, it really helps his game a lot. Yes, well, uh, Robinson, I think, is um, legitimate. Gibson, you know, I've, Gibson's had some moments and he's flashed things, but he that guy just, I think they're going to have to just let him walk at the end of this year, man, or get rid of him. He fumbles at really inopportune times. Uh, or maybe they just need to use him as a slot receiver or something. Just stop being a running back. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I like the dude, but his turnovers are just brutal bad. But uh, keep in mind that the Bills sacked Howell nine times. That's just crazy they were to me. All the I mean, usually that was one of your that, the, the commander's strong points is the offensive line. You, all usually, over that dude. it's a pretty. Decent line, but I know that between free agency and whatnot in the offseason, that didn't really 
help no. things out, but uh, still. I will say one of my major grievances with Rivera is the degradation and the decline of the offensive line and, and during his tenure. Um, yeah, it's, that's one of the things that, that Washington's always been known for, is having just a big, beefy, just in-your-face offensive line since the 80s. Yeah, well, that's not what they are right now. No, And, and Rivera, Rivera's got to own some of that. This was just the sixth time since the Super Bowl era began. Listen to McGuffin. Since the Super Bowl era began in 1966, and the first time since 1995 that a defense sat the quarterback nine plus times and picked him off four plus times. It was a tragically bad game. Oops, I, I was went to mute Shannon, but I think I muted myself. It was a tra- it was a tragically bad game. It's awful. Yeah, it was awful. Oh, here we go. See, we'll we'll mute Shana while he's snoring over there. So. See, I think the problem right now <clears throat> with a lot of teams mm-hmm. is they've seen the success of Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. and they're looking for that that quarterback that's it, not saying is going to generate the exact same type of success, but at least have similar. Well, success to some degree. Purdy had a ton of reps in college, ton of play time in college. And I don't know. This is one of those things where, first of all, they're super fortunate after what they invested in the Trey Lance pick and that blown up in their face. They're yeah. really lucky that they took Purdy, right? As as a as a deep deep dive insurance policy. And it's panned out. But <clears throat> Purdy had a ton of college reps and Purdy fits that offense really well. I don't know what he would be like if he was in, I don't know, insert random team that needs a quarterback, right? Would he be as good in Pittsburgh? I mean, I got Kenny Pickett, but you get my point. Right. Uh, would he, would he look as good in throw whatever team you want out that, that needs a quarterback. He fits Shanahan and that offense, and Shanahan knows how to put him in positions for success. He fits well there. The fit is good there. And that's really important. I don't know if he's going to make it through the season. I don't know if he's going to stay healthy in the playoffs. I don't know. I do know that had he been healthy for that Eagles game, that would have been a much different effing football game. We all know that. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't know if it changes who ultimately won it, but it would have been a really good football game. And I don't believe Brock Purdy is lost in the regular season yet. He hasn't. It's it's funny. Uh, I think it's Peter Schrager mm-hmm. on uh, NFL uh, NFL Network talks about how he's like the dude's like AI. He, he's like he's the first AI player. He he, he doesn't bleed. He doesn't blink. Uh, he just he goes out there and he performs. Yeah, that's and that he's like he's not human. And I'm like going, you know what? It's an interesting take, but no, a part of it is the talent around him. It's the coaching around him. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he clearly just goes out and he studies and he practices and he does what he needs to do to ensure that he's playing the best football he can. Yeah, He's like a case study for what these first round picks, second round picks should be as a quarterback. This is the, That's the, like the type of dedication they should be going out there and paying paying to their teams. Yeah. I mean, this is what Zach Wilson should be. Huh. He's got all the physical tools. Yeah. 
it, you know? and that's but part of it's coaching part of it is coaching but part of it is also the player mm-hmm. being responsible enough to go out and do what needs to be done what are we seeing with jordan love he sat there behind Aaron Rodgers. He learned from Aaron Rodgers, and now he's starting to put it together. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to see that. Even though, like a couple of years ago, we were kind of going, uh, "We don't know, really know what we have in this." No, guy. well, part part of my grievance with that pick, and this is one of those things where because they had to make a decision, and Rodgers is gone, and they turn it over to Love. But you know, when they made that move, it felt like they should have expended those resources in other things. They didn't. Maybe it works out for the better long-term, but in the moment it felt weird. And, you know, the Packers expended a lot of draft capital on offensive pieces for Jordan Love. And so, you know, people that pay attention to the team go, oh, Eric, well, thanks for not doing any of that towards the, where was this two years ago? Well, and I, yeah. I know, like, whether it's you what or is. Matt, one of your biggest gripes was the fact that the Packers never drafted offensive weapons in the first couple of rounds. It was always later in the draft. And don't get me wrong, you guys hit on quite a few different receivers late in the draft. They but did. that's the beauty of wide receivers coming out of college. It's a dime a dozen. There's so many, you're bound to hit on one of them. But that also... It's also a testament to just how good of a quarterback Rodgers is as well. Yeah, is, I, I, you know, I, I just – it's just hard not to think back to the last chunk of time with them and just think about the way they drafted. And, and you know, I think there were missed opportunities, but it's just – the reality ends up being that they may have made the best call for the long-term decision in taking Jordan Love, but in the short term, it came with a cost. But – at this point, what will happen is if that two or three years from now, if Jordan Love is legitimate and really high level, people will be like, that was the right choice. It was the hard choice, but it was the right choice. It's, it's just the way this is going to go. You know, when turnover with rosters and, and being in front of the curve is hard to do. It's hard to do because, you know, you, you tend to keep people too long, you overpay them. Whatever. Most people don't do the, you know, Patriots method. See, yeah, you're still good, but, uh, yeah, you know, no, no, you can roll now. We're not going to pay. You cost too much. You're too old. Goodbye. Bye-bye, as they said on the Saturday Night Live. And some teams just don't do that as well. So, well, look, let's do a couple of rapid-fire things. Um, by the way, I, I wrote this in my notes, so I'm, I want to go ahead and say it. Uh, nine sacks from Buffalo were the most since uh, – or that Washington gave up against Buffalo were the most since Washington gave up 10 in 2011. That was my man, John Beck, also known in the sports brew as the combination of uh, Ron Beckman. Beckman. Oh, look at Shannon woke up for Ron Beckman. So the nine sacks were Buffalo's most since they sacked John Beck 10 times in Toronto in 2011 ron beckman come on down is what i wrote in my notes shannon i can't believe you woke up for that but congratulations um eagles 25 bucks 11 i'm just bringing that up because it was a scoregami the other thing i want to say i love the new name for the tush push and if you haven't heard it yet it's called the brotherly shove (laughs) that's funny yeah the city of brotherly shove 
Uh, I do agree, though, with uh, Philly Kelsey, who basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, I think I stuck it on the brew wall on Facebook, but, you know, if, if you can't stop it, you got to outlaw it. You know, what are you going to tell? Are we going to outlaw Patrick Mahomes? You know, figure it out. Stop, you know, basically. F-O-H. Yeah, stop it. You know what we're doing? Stop it. Because if it was that easy to do, everybody would do it. And everybody can't do it. Eagles can do it. Most teams can't. So I don't think you got to outlaw it. I think that's ridiculous. Jalen, there are some quarterbacks that are great on on the sneak, on short yardage, and there are just Mm -hmm. some that just aren't. I mean, Tom Brady comes to mind as one of the Mm -hmm. best to do short yardage. He was a great sneaker, yeah. Jalen Hurts, by the way, 29 career rushing touchdowns. It's the most by any quarterback through 50 games in NFL history. Good stuff. So the tush push or the city of brotherly shove. (laughs) Uh, He's going to get plenty more of those. He's going to get plenty more of those, no doubt. Uh, Lions just, uh, you know, they, they handled business against the Falcons. And Sam Laporta, dude, kudos to that dude. First uh, NFL tight end to catch five passes in each of his first two games, and then he got eight receptions for 84 and a score against the Falcons. Man, that that guy, I wasn't really confident in that dude, but definitely quality. It was a good bounce back for the Lions. So, And the Falcons are probably going to regress to the they-are-who-we-thought-they-were kind of discussion. So if you, if you can force Ritter to have to throw and you can you know get them out of uh, that dangerous run game, you got to leg up. Um, also Browns Titans, bro, Deshaun Watson got, got away with that disastrous, whatever the hell that backwards throw lateral, that bullshit. He got, he gets away with it because that, that Browns defense is so good, but the Browns defense understand this, man. They beat the Titans 27 to three miles. Garrett sacked Tannehill three and a half times, right? Okay. They held Tennessee to 94 yards. Not a quarter, not and a half for the whole freaking game. Well, we also saw that Sean Watson that Cleveland was expecting to get when they first traded yes. for him as well. He must have listened last week because we gave him a bunch of grief with Tally and the and the hand brigade. Uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> this dude's stepping up. But uh, Derrick Henry, dude, the Browns defense is good, man. They, they held Derrick Henry in check 20, 20 yards and 11 carries. The Titans punted seven times in nine possessions. God dang. They had six first downs. This is probably one of my favorite notes. Um, it was so one-sided that on Tennessee's only scoring drive, which was a 44-yard field goal from Nick Folk, on Tennessee's only scoring drive, the Titans lost nine yards. <laughs> dang. <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? What the hell? I mean, what kind of scoring method is that? And no offense, but I think Tannehill is definitely not the answer. Uh, no, no. You no, think? No, he gone. He gone. He gone. Tennessee got problems. Maybe they can trade him to the Jets. <laughs> St- Seahawks, Panthers. Thanks for keeping me alive in Survivor, Seattle. You were my Survivor pick, so I would have been really pissed if Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, and the Carolina Panthers, and apparently. Hooked on an Adam Thielen, came back and murdered everybody. That was rough. Productive day for Thielen, but the Seahawks held on. So kudos to them. Steelers-Raiders was just ugly. Jimmy Garoppolo had, uh, I think, three picks in that game. 
Oh, that was a brutal game. I mean, that that was rough, but if there's anything you want to talk about with this game, it's really the end series of sequences, which Chargers, you know, Vikings was weird, and the end of this one was weird as well. Um, The the Raiders got a a freebie out of Minka Fitzpatrick uh, hitting Jimmy G and then getting dinged for rough in the passer. It was a soft rough, rough in the passer. It was. It was that was a soft one, uh, but it kept the drive helped keep a drive alive. But I don't understand like the Raiders were going to kick a field goal and the clock was different here because they had there was a lot more time left on it, so I didn't mind the field goal the first time, but 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 they got a penalty on that field goal, right? And then they end up getting down. They they uh, obviously like not to leave the points on the board, so they go ahead and go. But they burned up a lot of clock getting down to the eighth yard line, fourth and four. And then they kick a field goal with, uh, you know, it was like, I understood the field goal the first time, but when yeah. you got the penalty and you got the freebie, that's when it's, it's all hands on deck. You're going. No, nah, that, that, that's, that, that's a situation where and I, we were like, what the fuck, dude? Like you got to yeah. go for that no. one. Cause go. like it, it's one first down, the game's over. Mm-hmm. And chances are, because you're the Raiders, you're going to lose. So go yeah. for it. Go. Should have gone. They didn't. Should have done it. And the other thing is, if you don't get it on fourth and four, right inside the tent, you're sticking, you know. Yeah, they're, they're near the goal line. And you get like a, like a quick like fumble or pick six you're all, right there all kinds of things man all kinds of things that yeah. was uh or a turnover and you get your offense another chance so the usa today for the win had a list of the nfl's most fireable coaches after three weeks all right well look sean payton was number one on the list but he ain't getting fired they owe him too much money he's gonna get another couple of years but rest assured that our man Brandon Staley was on this list. He was number three. Oh, okay, not a surprise. Josh McDaniel was two. Eberflus was number four. McDaniel's probably should have been number two. He was actually number five. I gotta Let's tell you, I don't quite remember if this was two years ago, but I I'm to the point, and we talked about this on on the pod as well, but um. I think they really, really misplayed their hand by not not giving Basaccia a chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. That dude really lit a fire under that team's ass. That team was playing for him. Yep. That team was playing for him. And they nuked it. For Josh McDaniel. I mean, what the hell is McDaniels as a head coach? I don't mean as a coordinator. As a head coach, what has Josh McDaniels successfully accomplished? Where's Dean Wormer? Zero point zero well we've seen where there's coordinators who are great coordinators just not good head coaches north turner comes to mind oh yep um the big fangio who's doing a great job in miami right now as their defensive coordinator what have we said for years justin like sometimes it's okay to be an offensive coordinator you're just better off sometimes you're better off as a defensive coordinator sometimes you're just better off. Yep. Like, sometimes you're just not a head coach, and that's okay. That's okay. It happens. It, that, that's okay. It happens. Like, ju- just where you're good at, just stay there. 
I don't know that Josh McDaniels is as good as a head coach. Devontae Adams apparently wants out. I'm not sure they made the right decision running Carr out of there. Uh, Garoppolo, I mean, Lord, hey, look, the Tyreek Hill said he wants to be a porn star, so I guess he can hang out with Jimmy Garoppolo's exes, right? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, sexy Rexy Grossman, effing, I'm going deep. Um, I mean, Tyreek was on a team that scored enough to be in a porn video, but that's besides <laughs> the point. I can't believe he said he wants to be a porn star. That is unbelievable. Come on, man. I know, I know, I know. You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? Yeah, Tyreek Hill might be. Uh, apparently. Yeah, it might be. Hey, you retire, you doing? You gonna be all over, huh? You gonna be on TV, everything. Huh? Nah, when I retire, bro, I really want to be a porn star, though, bro. Like, yeah, serious. Like. You think I got that? I don't know, bro. <laughs> no? No, nah, I mean, it's, it's whatever you want, bro. I don't got an opinion on that. Yeah, bro. Like, I, really, I really think I... I really think I want to be a porn star. I right. mean, are you about to go, um, <laughs> excuse me while I whip this out? I mean, <laughs> yeah. what's going on here? Uh, do you want that? I mean, clearly Tyreek does. <laughs> And that's definitely more Tyreek speed right yeah. there. Well, I guess, it, is Tyreek going to be an OnlyFans? Okay, guys, uh, these eggs have given us a lot of trouble in the past. Oh, uh, <laughs> there's, there's, the, there's a different Leroy Jenkins jump, not where I was going Seriously. right there. Yeah, yeah, well, that was accidental, but it, it is funny. That that's just, what she said. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear Thank you for that, by the way. Oh, shit, now I forgot what the fuck I was going to do. <laughs> Thanks a lot, MacGuffin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Check out the big brain on bread. Hell yeah. Thanks, Tyreek. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm just like deleting tabs. I'm like, we covered that. We talked about this. I mean, delete, delete, close, close, close. I mean, we should probably just let that go. We, we really should just let oh, that go. Oh, MacGuffin. I can count on you. I can count on you, my man. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go. Turn away and slam the door. Hell yeah. I mean, <laughs> really, if you could turn back time, that would See, probably be a there, good time. There he goes, there he goes. Oh, for oh, fuck's sake. Like, Randy, he took a nap. He took a nap just to wake up and just give us references. I know, right? You knew this, right? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. That was the deal. I mean, I dreamed a dream that Shin didn't pass the fuck out, but, you know. <laughs> Went Undertaker, bro. You thought I was gone, but here oh, I am. Here you he were is. snoring like a champ. You were. We muted you. I, I saw that, and I had to unmute myself. Yeah. Yeah. You were noisy. Yeah. Yeah, you were. But you were legitimately dreaming a dream. I was. I don't know what you were dreaming about, but you were dreaming it. I, I got to tell you, Amber's dad was in the hospital last night, so I did not get a lot of sleep. So oh. it, it was a rough night. So I hear you. Hey, no, it's, 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 it's all good, bro. It's all good, man. It's all good. Life comes at you fast. You know? I hear you. <laughs> 
<laughs> life comes uh oh uh oh life comes at you fast man <laughs> Facts. Facts. Uh, where were we? All right. What was I saying? What was I saying? Oh, we talked about the Bengals and the Rams. I think we covered pretty much, uh, pretty much everything. We talked about that. Oh, by the way, uh, Ryan Day, you don't need to go after Lou Holtz, man. Can you calm down? Come on, crap? dude. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. Simmer down, bro. Like if you're listening to Lou Holtz and that's what's motivating you, you you got bigger issues. Well. And, and by the way, Notre Dame, eleven guys are allowed on the field, dude. I dude. Did, don't know if you know that or not, dude. That was so painful. Ten men on the field, like what was it? The last two plays back to back. Nice work. Uh, the game was there for the taking. I don't know that that it would have held on had they actually had the appropriate number of people on the field. But that missing missing player was a defensive end on the right side, which is right where Ohio State ran it. So look. If you if you don't have a timeout to call, just commit the penalty. What are they going to get? Six inches? That's all right. Well, half half the distance. That's I mean, what she's hoping for. <laughs> at least, right? At least. But dude, Ryan Day, man, you don't have to go after Lou Holtz. Oh come on, man. Yeah, you know, I can't even do I can't even do the Lou Holtz voice. Whitfield probably could. I can't do it. <laughs> you put your pants on. I, I don't know. I can't lisp my way through. It's Lou Holtz, dude. It's Lou like, Holtz. I mean, what is he like? Eighty, eighty-five. Like, he, How old is Lou Holtz? He at least won a national championship. Brian Day. Oh, there you go. Oh, whoa. Just saying. That's true, though. They did. He at least won a national championship. They did. Accurate. I mean, the the fact you're going after Lou Holtz, I mean, bro, uh, what is this like butthurt alert? Yeah, that, that that's full BHA, man. And that yeah, like full BHA, dude. Not necessary, man. You don't need to go after Lou. A Holtz. Notre Dame legend, and you're going after him. What the yeah. fuck's wrong with you? Not necessary. Not necessary. I do want to say one of my favorite sound bites of the week. I don't know if you guys heard this. One of my favorite sound bites of the week. Um, Broncos lineman Garrett Bowles. All right. T- after that 50 point whooping, 50 point defeat, 70 20 ass on fire game. This post game interview is incredible. And I feel for this dude because this is right in the feels. Right now, what are the emotions like going through your head personally? Shit. <laughs> Shit. It's, uh, Tired of losing, man. Uh, I've been here for seven years, and all I've done is loss, and it's frustrating. <laughs> I like to say shit. Right now, what are the emotions like going through your head personally? Shit, <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's very. I mean, we have all had days like that. Yeah, it's very honest. Phil, Phil, it's very honest. Been, been there. All right, Shannon. I do. I do want to say I'm going I'm to wrap up. Uh, we need. We need to wrap up and get out of here. One of my favorite things of the week. Okay, there is. And of course, it's in Florida, man. Of course, it's in fucking Florida. Come on now. Of course, it's in Florida. They have a park. They have. They have an attraction where you can drive a fucking tank. It's called Tank America. You can straight up go to it. It's like a tank theme park. You can go book a tank. You can drive and crush cars. You can go through mud pits. 
dude, I think we should have a team building experience with the sports brew and, and go down there and, and we should go to tank America. Can you imagine? I mean, you're saying tank and all I'm thinking is shoot some brown down the tank, shoot some brown down the tank. Well, you, know? you, you could do that. I suppose. I suppose. I don't know how much it costs. Pretty one, quite interesting to say the least. A once in a lifetime experience. Book your tank today. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not book your tank today, but that's a different story. Well, that, that sounds a little bit more like the, the the TRA is in full effect. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. <laughs> I don't know, Florida man, dude. Are you telling me that Florida man is booking Todd's taint? Oh, oh, oh no. damn. Hey, is that what happened to that crocodile that had the top half of its face ripped off? Is that what oh, happened? Bro, that was gnarly. That was crazy. Oh, man. That poor croc, man. I, I actually felt sorry for that sucker, dude. You know what? It, it ended up in like a, a somewhere that was good for it. Poor fella. Yeah, that is sad. That is. Uh, <clears throat> I was gonna. I was gonna get you to Bulls intro something. I don't even remember what. So that's I. Okay. I, I it, tonight ain't it. No. Bro. Well, no. Tonight ain't it. We we. we, we did him in. No. Yeah. We, you were in Napland, and so that ship sailed. That, so that ship has sailed, bro. You, you said me early on. He did. Yeah. He he. Leroy Jenkins in the Napland. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say, though, not only does Whitfield blow out his teeth while he's yelling about the Jets, this guy also takes random grandpa naps. You know, Bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that dude is randomly asleep all over the place. <laughs> but, dear Whitfield, can you at least stop playing hot potato with your teeth? Oh. Just saying. Oh. Thanks, Shannon. God dang, bro. <laughs> oh Holy my god. Shit. Oh. Oh, if only you could bulls intro Whitfield versus his teeth. Are you sure you don't have one in you? You sure you don't have anything? Jets, Whitfield, teeth. You got nothing? Well, I do have some Gatorade, so give me a second. <laughs> I think he's going to do it. I might have to reset it, though. Did you take a sip of Gatorade? I did. All right. <laughs> oh, wait. Here you go. Kill it. Okay. I mean, you had to have it fresh. You know what I'm saying? All right, here you go. And now, your matchup. A bunch of names Whitfield versus his opponent, 
That's a cream! <laughs> and some tea! <laughs> I was ready, I was ready, hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I was ready for this. And now, fix a dent or forget it. Matthew, <laughs> left hand up, teeth out. Left hand up, teeth out. Well, you sit there and you go the Michael Buffer route and be like. Let's get ready to crumble! No! 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 <laughs> Let's get ready to Gumby! Or, oh no! <laughs> Let's get ready to Gumbo! I mean, okay. technically, Gumby, you could go either way on 2D, uh, Todd or um, Winfield. Are you? <laughs> Wait a second. Because Gumby's as tall as uh, Todd, so. Are you telling me that Whitfield goes either way with... <laughs> no, I, I, I can't verify that one. What are you telling me? Oh, is he, God. Are we going... I'm is he going, L, you know, is he going LBB here or something? I mean, what the hell? Whoa. All right. We've, gone, we've gone off the rails. This has gotten dangerous. I'm saying Gumby because Todd's tall and Gumby was tall. Oh... Um, Okay. So what you're saying is down with, so he's down with TRA? I mean, what are you trying to say here? Is the TRA like a an outlawed like uh, outfit? What's going on? The TRA? That's that's the uh, the Todd reach around, or apparently, according to you earlier tonight, the Taint reach around. Maybe. <laughs> the Taint maybe reach around society. I mean, what's going on? Hey, here? Taint hat. Just remember, fix a dent or forget it. <laughs> Not while I take a drink, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. I creamed a cream. Alright. We need to go. He creamed a cream? Well. Oh, God. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> that might be the uh, TWW. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all are terrible. I love you guys. All right, go get some rest. Let's get out of here. <clears throat> I'll uh, try to clean the end of this disaster up. Good luck, bro. Part of it, part of it might be funny. Part of it might be usable, or it just all needs to end up on the you know trash can. That's entirely possible as well. I, I think the trash can at this point, bro. Yeah. Sorry, and, no. I, and I take my, uh, I accept my responsibility as part of it. Yeah, thanks, Shannon. It's all your it's fault. Still real to me, damn it. <laughs> It is still real to me, damn it. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> anyway, all right, man. Go get some rest, fellas. It was fun hanging out. And uh, we'll catch up next week, I hope. All right? Yes. So, as always, keywords are sports and brew. You can find us on Podbean. That's our home feed. Uh, Stitcher is dead. Don't look there. Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. There's a couple other services. But keywords are sports and brew and podcast and beer and you'll certainly find us if you made it this far congratulations and much like that dolphins fan family go ahead and take a shot or two or two because god bless you deserve it all right or or 10 or the whole damn bottle just go ahead fuck yeah it. all right left hand up teeth out and peace out <laughs> from your friends at the sports brew <laughs> until next time y'all
Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Or taint out, maybe for Todd. I don't know. We'll oh. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. It's that second mixed drink. It is that second mixed drink. Has to be. Allegedly. Reportedly. Anyway. Oh, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, oh God, happy what? birthday to uh, Lindy's wife. Her birthday was uh, today when we first started recording. Uh, thank you for keeping Lindy out of jail, Emily. Thank you so much. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love you, Chris. There it is. All right, gentlemen, go get some rest. We'll catch you on the flip side. As always, we're the Sports Brew and... Good night now. Peace out. Late. See you.